you're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. What a difference a week makes. So one week we have Robert Schaefer basically saying that if you saw a UFO, you're mistaken, or maybe you're a liar. You're a liar, yeah. Right, you know, and even then he kind of disputed the extent of the lying. So Micah Hanks was supposedly told by him that a lot of these people are liars, and he said, no, 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 well, maybe some are. But there you go, that's eyewitness testimony for you, you can't trust it. And then we get a real class act, Chris Rutkowski. Yeah. This is a scientist, he's done 25 years of UFO research, capped into this document with he and his colleagues, explore 15,000 UFO cases, very careful about witness testimony, and we notice that the vast, vast majority of those stories were rejected as something conventional early on. And the yep. stuff that passed muster has got to be really good. Yeah, but I don't think it was 14,000 some odd hundred people that were lying. <laughs> right. All I want to do, ladies and gentlemen, is to fabricate a UFO sighting. My life depends on fabricating a UFO sighting. I tried, Gene. I tried. But unfortunately, my my sense of uh, duty and honesty, uh, I called it an IFO when I posted it online. But I, I hoaxed a really good, I think, really good UFO footage. And I think I may have... Uh, come up with a possible way to explain the very famous Tim Edwards footage that was captured in August, I think, of, of 95, or is it 94? Oh, man, it's years fly, fly by here. 20 years ago for the Edwards footage, the, the daylight footage of the object skipping around in the air above Slide of Colorado. Okay. I found this spider web that was strung between a tree and my house, and it was perfectly backlit by the sun, and where the sun, the sun appeared to the light refracting through the the spider web because of a slight breeze, the spider web would move, and that light would go up and down the strand. And I grabbed my video camera and got some incredible footage that looks just like the Tim Edwards footage. So I really appreciate people um, like today's guest, uh, Ben Radford, who attempt to apply the scientific method to explain some of these mysteries that we're all so intrigued by. But, well, we'll get into this later. I, I just, I don't like people that rain on parades and possibly misrepresent themselves uh, in in some ways. Anyway, uh, it's going to be fun. I love our up and down teeter-totter act that we've been doing here the last few few weeks with a skeptic and then a really good scientist and then a skeptic. And I just love uh, the Paracast for that. We We do kind of go ebb and flow and up and down. It's really fun. Now, Ben Radford's book is called Mysterious New Mexico. So in a sense, he's kind of raining on Chris's parade there because he's covering some of the areas that Chris has covered in the Mysterious Valley. But he also has a chapter in here, by the way, in the book, and we're going to ask him about this later on, a chapter on the Aztec New Mexico case. He only mentions Roswell in connection with Aztec, but he kind of gets his facts wrong. I don't claim to be an expert on Aztec, but we have had extensive discussions on that particular case here. We've featured Frank Warren and Scott Ramsey. We featured Kevin Randall. We had one of our former co-hosts referring to Aztec as the case that's kind of like Dracula. You drive a stake through it, but it always seems to come back. (laughs) 
So we'll get into that and we'll talk about that. It's going to be fascinating. But it's interesting when you do this kind of discussion about the fact that, for the most part, the people who are like a Chris Rutkowski, where they accumulate lots of cases and thoroughly study them, they go out and actually investigate things. They don't just sit there in the armchair and say, oh, it's this, it's that, it's the other thing. Robert Schaefer sits back. I don't know how many cases he ever explored. Looks like Ben Radford did a little investigation there. I don't know. We'll have to find out in more detail about it. But I don't see how you can dismiss something without investigating. Yeah. I don't know. It's intellectual dishonesty, uh, I think, in many ways, especially when you go out to look into a current case or a case that's, um, you know, in, in, in the fairly recent past. There are still people out there that can be contacted, and you can go out to uh, particular sites and get the lay of the land. Uh, and, and I think that that's really important. Boots on the ground, uh, there is no substitute for that. And there's also no substitute for bringing to bear the scientific method on the types of cases that we dis- discuss here on the Paracast. And, and it's important to to be intellectually honest with yourself and not be exclusive with uh, selecting particular data points. You, you have to look at all the data. You can't just look at a particular slice of that data that conforms to your potentially foregone conclusion. It's something I've been harping on here uh, ever since I started uh, on the Paracast, and I will continue to do so. Well, the point is here is that in any particular cases you investigate, you want to look for a possible mundane answers. Right. Sure. Maybe a UFO photo is something conventional. Maybe some people fake the photo. Maybe people misidentified something. Maybe the apparition they saw is something particularly mundane. Get that out of the way first. Once you get it out of the way, then you can sit back and concentrate on the unknowns and see how many of those cases still pass muster. And you keep reviewing them and reviewing them as much as possible until you reach the point of no return. There's no more information. I think in a case like Roswell, I think we've reached the point long ago where there's no more information to be had. Even this dream team, what have they produced? Somebody finds alleged Kodachrome slides in an attic? Yeah. I like the Roswell rock. (laughs) It's kind of resurfacing uh, right now as a news item. And uh, I think somebody has uh, duplicated it. They've uh, gone to the trouble of actually carving this enigmatic uh, symbol into a, a piece of stone. I haven't really read these articles yet, but I, they have to come up with something new with Roswell. So let's dig up a rock that mirrors uh, you know, some crop circle design uh, by hoaxers in England. <laughs> I'll tell you, this is going to be the ultimate pun. Okay? The reason they did that is because they were between a rock and Roswell. Even better. The article, by the way, is called The Roswell Rock over at Kevin Randall's Different Perspective blog. Just Google Kevin Randall or Different Perspective. The article is dated Sunday, August 31st. And Kevin, by the way, is kind of misrepresented in this book by Radford. That's one of the things we're going to ask him about. But Kevin is a pretty skeptical guy. You think, well, he believes in Roswell. He's got to be kind of a gullible guy. Well, no. 
Not at all. He very no. much questions <laughs> his own beliefs, his own viewpoints. Yeah. You know, Almost in a curmudgeonly fashion. <laughs> very much so. He's always a great guest. So, for example, maybe at one time he believed in Aztec, but he sure doesn't now. In fact, we had a very spirited discussion between him and Scott Ramsey on Aztec. Now, maybe Ramsey had all the minutia there that Randall didn't have, but it's still a matter of where is the evidence at this late stage. Certainly, if you can't get evidence on Roswell except for rocks and Kodachrome slides in someone's attic in a box, it's less so for Aztec or any of those cases. I mean, right now, with, what, 34 years behind us, we got to start cleaning up Rendlesham. And that's another case that's very important. By the way, Peter Robbins, who was the co-author of Left at Eastgate, has a new e-book or set of e-book chapters out covering Rendlesham. Very important. And we're going to have Peter back on the show in the very near future once he gets a few things cleared up. So I've been talking to him about it. Anyway, we'll be talking today with Ben Radford, author of Mysterious New Mexico, Miracles, Magic, and Monsters in the Land of Enchantment. Sounds enchanting. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. On the average, Americans work between 45 to 50 years hoping to build up enough wealth to retire and live out their golden years. Unfortunately, with taxation, the rising cost of food, energy, housing, and medical, many retirees are forced to live below the poverty line. Is this a flaw free enterprise, or is our monetary unit we call the Federal Reserve Note forcing us into perpetual debt, ensuring inflation and higher taxes? These questions and more can be answered by reading G. Edward Griffin's book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Congressman Ron Paul states it's what every American needs to know about central bank power. A gripping adventure into the secret world of international banking cartel. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I will give a silver dollar from the early 1900s to anyone who purchases this book. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order a copy today. It's critical that the public be made aware of the system. Call and order your copy today at 1-800-686-2237. That's 1-800-686-2237. Moms of America, stand up and stop taking abuse from your kids. I pledge never to let my kid disrespect me ever again. I pledge to stop letting my daughter walk all over me. I pledge to stop living in fear of my son's anger. I pledge never to feel like a bad parent ever again. 
Because I'm not. I pledge to stop letting my child's behavior control my home. I pledge to be a mom with kids who listen. A total transformation mom. I'm Janet Lehman, co-creator of the Total Transformation Program. We created the Total Transformation to help parents with difficult child behavior. Now I'm giving it away free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. We'll let you keep it for free. Call 1-800-256-7795. That's 1-800-256-7795. Call now. Call 1-800-256-7795. That's 1-800-256-7795. At 30dayfoodsupply.com, you can now purchase a -a one-of-a-kind product not available anywhere else. A meatless burger dry mix in four delicious flavors. With our new Oregon Trail Foods vegan burgers, all you do is add water and fry. They need no refrigeration. They're packaged in Mylar bags with an oxygen absorber for a long shelf life. They're non-GMO. They're gluten, soy, nut, and chemical free, but they're loaded with flavor. And a good source of carbs and protein, yet low in sodium. Flavors include Italian, spicy Mexican, six vegetable, and black bean olive. Go to 30dayfoodsupply.com or Call 541-229-0010 and order today. Eat them every day. Take them camping or save them for an emergency. Check them out at 30dayfoodsupply.com and click on the vegan burger icon. That's 30dayfoodsupply.com where all of our products are produced in Oregon by Oregon Trail Foods. 30dayfoodsupply.com. Hello, this is Rosemary Ellen Guiley, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's checking the deepness of their voice as we begin yeah. the show. Yeah. I'm going yes. below my balls for you guys, just for you guys. You rang... Right. Yeah. People are going to wonder what this radio show is all about. It's about a book from Benjamin Radford called Mysterious New Mexico. He joins us on the Paracast to talk about the book with a subtitle, Miracles, Magic, and Monsters in the Land of Enchantment. Yes. Yes. He yes. Talks about- he does it in an Orson Welles. I can't do the Orson Welles, but yes. Like, like Pinky and the Brain. You know, when the brain... From the uh, the Animaniacs cartoon, the guy that did the the voice of the brain, he was talking about how he would intentionally put in some some Orson Welles and in, uh, into the the brain stories. It was a it was a great Mo 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 Lamarche. That's what it was. Well, you know, Orson Welles was also famous for being one of the youngest actors to portray the shadow on radio, but he could never him. get the laugh right. They had to use someone else's laugh. You know, he did this <laughs> that kind of thing. Right. He couldn't do it. He couldn't pull it off. He had the right voice for Lamont Krantz and the Shadow, which is basically just putting a filter in front of your mouth. I am the Shadow, that kind of thing. Right. But he couldn't do the laugh. Isn't that huh. wicked? That is bizarre. I, I'm, a, I'm a big cinemaphile fan, so I'm a fan of lot, lots of uh, Orson Welles' stuff from The Third Man, of course, to Citizen Kane and all that. But I have to say, uh, one of the, Orson's given me some of the most uh, robust laughs in the past few years. If you've ever gone on YouTube and seen his, uh, his drunk Paul Masson commercials, it's, it's, right. it's just golden. We will sell no wine before it's time. Well, the French <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, what's going to happen here is when they review us on iTunes, 
They're going to say all the PowerCast does is try to imitate Orson Welles. <laughs> they try to be like the shadow. Who knows? What are the lurks? And forget it. They're trying to do that. And that's not what the show is all about. No, Maybe totally it's not the that. it's the mindset of mysterious New Mexico. Yes, yes. That's what does it. The, you know, Ben, I think you should call this book the not so mysterious New Mexico based on a lot of the um, the work that you put into this book, uh, you popping a lot of balloons here, buddy. Well, you know, it, it's it's interesting. I, um, you know, part of the reason that the way that this whole book came about is that I had done, as you guys know, I'd done a previous book for the University of New Mexico Press, UNM Press, on the Chupacabra and uh, solving the Chupacabra mystery. It's called Tracking the Chupacabra. Well, the urban legend. Actually, technically, it's not an urban legend. It comes legend. from the countryside. <laughs> right. Oh, so it's oh, a country legend. The, 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 the banjo-picking legend. Okay, I, so now we have the stereotype. If you live in the country, you got to pick the banjo. Well, how many banjo pickers do you see just walking around major cities? Not many. Am I right? Nashville. Nashville's a pretty big city. Okay, other than Nashville. Austin? My point, my, my point stands. <laughs> so the point here is that I did the, the Chupacabra book for UNM Press, and it was uh, well-received. I was actually very pleased about it because not only was it well-received in cryptozoology circles and skeptics, even many believers sort of had to grudgingly admit that, that you know, I, yeah. I had either solved the case or damn near solved the case. And, and yeah, Absolutely, and I, I, I would concur. Well, I, I appreciate that. What was particularly gratifying about it was that it was also well received in academic community. It was well, it was well, well uh, reviewed in folklore journals, for example. You know, people who who really know their stuff, and they said, "Wow, you know, this is a, a cryptozoology sort of monstery mystery mystery book." But it's it's also you know a, a good example of how to do good research and scholarship, which is sort of you know my my forte. And so, what happened was that after that book came out in 2010. Uh, my editor over at UNM Press said, hey, you know, I know you've done all these other books. I've done six other books. Uh, everything from Lake Monster Mysteries to media panics and hoaxes and this and that. And he said, well, you know, you've done this investigations all over the world, including, you know, Loch Ness and Africa and South America. What about here in New Mexico? What about our own home state? Uh, and he said, you know, there's there's no shortage of weirdness here. And I said, that, that <laughs> you got that right. Well, Chris so, doesn't live there anymore, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> I never did. It, it, that, that just that just made it all the more strange. So they said, "Yeah, so why don't we go ahead and, and do some investigations?" And I had already, to, to be honest, I've already some of these. I mean, the book is a collection of thirteen investigations I've done over the years. So it's not like I did all these within the last few years, although some of them I did. Uh, and so it was basically an opportunity for me to collect mysteries and miracles and unusual cases that either had, either were here in New Mexico, most of them were, or had some fairly significant New Mexico connection. For example, the Crystal Skulls case is primarily, to be fair, primarily uh, a Colorado, as, as Chris knows, but it does have some connections to New Mexico. So I felt it was, it was interesting and unique enough and had enough uh, New Mexico connections to include it. Okay. Now, I'm just curious about one thing here. In Mysterious New Mexico, you have a chapter on the Aztec UFO, but not about Roswell except to mention it a number of times in connection with Aztec. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, there's actually a couple reasons for that. One was that what I try to do in, in my research and my, my work is to, I try not to reinvent the wheel. And there's lots and lots and lots of places where you can find information uh, some good, some bad, on the Roswell crash. Uh, the Roswell crash in 1947 here in New Mexico is is 
pretty well picked over. That doesn't, of course, stop uh, UFO proponents from cranking out a new untold secrets of Roswell every every year or two. Uh, but the, the the simple fact is that for the most part, the, the skeptics and the skeptical community have done a, a pretty robust job between Robert Schaefer and Dave Thomas and Phil Class and others of addressing the, the Roswell claims. And I, I've, I know quite a bit about it. It's just not something that I really was interested in doing, partly because, again, it's already been done. It's already been buried, but the other thing about it is that you still hear the stories. Like Kevin Randall covers this silly story about this Roswell rock that nobody could possibly believe. And remember, uh-huh. we understand here, Kevin is a guy who thinks something alien happened at Roswell, but he's still not going to accept everything. Right. He's going to be pretty sensible about it. But isn't it also true that Aztec has been pretty well covered over and over and really hasn't been given much credibility except by a small number of people. So why bring up Aztec? You see, Roswell, at least, even if there's not new evidence, we can debate the meaning of what there is. But Aztec seems to be so much of a lesser story. Well, it's a lesser story within within the UFO community. Uh, I mean, this is the other thing to recognize that Mysterious New Mexico is intended to be a, a sort of a, a lay audience, general audience. And so it, you're, you're exactly right. You know, within, within skeptics in the UFO community, Aztec is, an old, is, is old hat. But I can tell you over and over again, I'm, I've, I've, the book has now been out for about six weeks now. And I've had several people come up to me and say, wow, I, I'd never even heard of Aztec. I, I had, you know, I, everyone always thinks of UFO crashes in Roswell. And so I've had lots of people who have nev- never even heard of the story, much less, you know, all its intricacies. And so because the book is aimed at a, at a broader audience or people who are interested in, you know, unusual and strange occurrences in New Mexico and, and certainly the Aztec UFO crash whether you're a believer or skeptic, I mean, it, it's a bizarre story either way, and and therefore warrants uh, a chapter in there. A couple of things I wanted to ask you about that because I was confused about some of the items. So we have the gentleman who worked for a San Francisco newspaper, J.P. Kahn, mm-hmm. and he writes an expose of Frank Scully's book, Behind the Flying Saucers. Now, that's the beginning of the framing of the question. I'll ask you more in our next segment. Benjamin Radford joins us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. Don't 
complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HDTV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. If you need to say happy birthday, happy anniversary, thank you, or simply I'm thinking of you, ProFlowers.com is the key. ProFlowers has stunning bouquets, like the best-selling 100 blooms for $19.99. Plus, ProFlowers will include a glass vase for free. Sending someone a wonderful surprise of beautiful flowers sent fresh from the field is easy. Choose the bouquet you like, pick the delivery date, and each order is 100% guaranteed. Plus, all bouquets from Pro Flowers are guaranteed to last at least seven full days. Beautiful, fragrant flowers picked fresh and sent to your loved one for lasting enjoyment. To get this incredible savings and send someone 100 gorgeous blooms with a free vase for $19.99, Go to proflowers.com, click the blue microphone in the top right corner, and enter code PLOW. That's proflowers.com. Click the mic and enter code P-L-O-W. Does advertising on the Genesis Communications radio network actually bring positive results? Let's ask Thomas Baldrick from Free Strike Guy. And do the GCN listeners let you know they heard your ad? Customers do let us know they've heard Free Strike Guy ads on GCN. Uh, they seem to be very loyal listeners to GCN, and they stay with those shows, and subsequently they stay with our business, too. Looking for positive results? Contact Lee Wickenhauser at 877-996-4327, extension 107. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We are visiting mysterious New Mexico. There's not much in UFOs there, but he does cover the Aztec crash from 1948. Alleged Aztec alleged. crash. Fair enough. From 47. The alleged Aztec crash. There you go. Well done. Alleged Aztec New Mexico. This actually happened in 1948, folks. Okay? Well, right. I'm just... Yeah. Okay, right. The it happened in time. March of 1948. Let's get the facts right, okay? Right. Now, it first showed up in any particular detail in a book by Frank Scully called Behind the Flying Saucers. And let's explain who Frank Scully was 
he was a gossip columnist for Variety. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know about you, but, you know, we're talking about an entertainment reporter here, a gossip columnist. You know, he may be in the late 40s, early 50s. He'll tell you who Frank Sinatra was dating at the time. Exactly. That, that's his beat. Let's be, let's that be was his that. beat. He was not a serious journalist, didn't pretend to be. But then it comes out with Behind the Flying Saucers. And my impression of this is that he believed it. Mm -hmm. You can say he's gullible. You can say he was taken in by a couple of con men. But he believed it. Yeah, no pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> con men. Oh, good one. Yes. I, I'm getting Sing. better at this. As I get older... I get worse at this. No, seriously. Okay, so he's taken in by these con men. Then another guy named Con from San Francisco exposes it. His articles were in True Magazine around 1952. That sounds about right. And it was True Magazine. For those who wonder what I'm talking about, True Magazine, what's that? Well, back in the early days in the 20th century, you had these so-called men's action magazines. Men of action and it was true. It was Argosy. It was Saga. And they would also cover UFOs, paranormal stuff. But the most famous thing is that kind of magazine featured the first stories by Edgar Rice Burroughs in the mm -hmm. early part of the 20th century. Tarzan, John Carter of Mars, they came out in these men's magazines. So True Magazine carries a story in 1952 exposing the Aztec case. And the main reason is the two major sources, G. Bauer and Newton, were con men. They're confidence mm -hmm. men. They're fooling people. They're taking their money. And you mention in the book also that they were found guilty. Mm -hmm. They were. They were found guilty. And that they were convicted of crimes where they could spend many years in jail. But I understand they never actually spent time in jail. Is that correct? You know, I I don't remember the the exact follow up to the to the Newton and Jabauer uh, criminal trial. Uh, in, in many ways, partly because it, it's it's actually not that relevant to to the whole UFO crash. I mean, in terms of, I mean, we we know for a fact that they were con men. We know for a fact that they fed the story uh, to to Scully and then Con. You know, when did research on that? And so, uh, you know, to answer your question, I've I've forgotten off the top of my head exactly. You know who spent uh, what time in jail, uh, just because it's not actually that relevant to the to the whole UFO cover-up story. It's sort of you know an interesting afterpart, um, but but certainly you know they were convicted and and, uh, and you know part of the problem is interesting because if you look at the timeline on this, there was I think about over a decade or nearly a decade between the time when they were finally essentially caught. And the time they were convicted. So I, I actually don't know why it took so long. Um, when I was talking to, to Robert Schaefer and going through Khan's work, um, uh, he, he does talk about how uh, there were problems in assembling the case against these two con men, partly because, for example, people were reluctant to come forward. They, they didn't want to admit that they, um, and you know, what we're talking about now isn't going to make sense to people who haven't read the chapter who don't know the whole story, but they, for example, didn't want to admit that they'd been scammed by these con men who were selling them technology allegedly from Venus. And so there, were, there was a reluctance to sort of come forward. And, and so pe some people had to sort of be, you know, say, well, look, you know, we need someone to testify against these people. So I think that that's part of the story. Okay, so in passing, though, it might have been worth adding a sentence 
or checking it out. No, despite being convicted, they really didn't go to jail. But let's look at the case itself mm-hmm. because this gets I, I, to be interesting. Now, let's continue, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. So we have the situation here where you – imply that Kevin Randall believes in this, and maybe he did 25 years ago, but he's famously been on the Paracast a few times and written extensively in his blog, A Different Perspective, that he doesn't buy Aztec. Mm -hmm. You're aware of that, right? Because I didn't get that impression from the book. Right. I'm trying to remember what, what, um, what exactly, you know, when, when was his change of heart? Do you, when can you, when was that? Do you know? I wouldn't put a time on it. I know that since we've been doing the Paracast since 2006, when we have talked to Randall about that case, he's been skeptical. So I wouldn't attempt to frame the extent of his disbelief. You can probably check his blog to get more information. Mm -hmm. But at least the last few years that we know him actively because of this show, he was not a believer in Aztec. And the main believer currently, the guy now who really supports it, is Scott Ramsey. Right, who I quote in the book. Right. Now, the thing here, of course, is that in his book, he also tries to resurrect the reputation of Scully. Mm -hmm. And even Jabauer and even Newton, he tries to make it look as if that some of those claims weren't supported and maybe the authorities were going after them, but that's a little bit murky. So yeah, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I was I was astonished when I was reading about Scott Ramsey's, you know, his attempt to, as you sort of said, to sort of resurrect this thing. He's like, oh no, no, you know, it really happened. And and again, it's like it's crystal clear. I mean, it is absolutely indisputable that that's that you know <laughs> these were two con men who who made up this story. And but basically, his his Ramsey's premise, unless I'm badly misunderstanding it, is sort is basically saying, well, um, you know, yes, you know, these guys were liars, and yes, they were con men. But this was all sort of, you know, a, a cover story for something that actually happened. And he goes into, you know, talking about, uh, and you sort of brought this up before, uh, he spent months uh, trying, to, trying to track down some weird, mysterious sort of uh, conspiracy theory about um, some reporter at the Baltimore Sun-Times, uh, or which is what, what he said, it's actually not the name of the paper, uh, who had, was trying to track down a, a, a UFO photo. It's just this bizarre thing. And if you listen to this, listen to the, the the interview in the podcast and he's quoted in there he says well you know i'm confused i have no idea what all this means and and it's like well look dude if you if, if you have all if you've done if you spent so much time on this months and years of research and you and you have this this piece of information that doesn't fit everything else then maybe it's wrong maybe you got the information wrong maybe it's all you know it's it's all one of many red herrings in this whole story and so it just astonished me that this 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 writer was going oh yeah well you know i i i can't make heads or tails this well that's that's a red flag that that the information that you're pursuing is false which is it's not a, it's not a discredit to you there's lots of misinformation both intentional and and accidental throughout ufology you guys know this and he should know this and yet you know he sort of tries to do this this whole well you know maybe this was all true in the end it's like dude come on give it up i kind of look at it as maybe this is the prosecution the prosecution's trying to assemble a case in favor of Aztec, and mm-hmm. to discredit the defense, the people saying, no, this is a fake. And I guess he goes as far as is humanly possible. Now, he told me personally, he told us on the show, that he spent 
over half a million dollars of his personal money. And he's a businessman. I guess he's decently well off. He spent a lot of this money to do the research. And that's a commendable effort. But after spending all that money, if this is all you can come up with, and it's a lot more than spent in a lot of other UFO cases, maybe there's nothing for you to find. We can go into more of that and get into some of the other stories in Mysterious New Mexico. Ben Radford joins us. A reminder, if you want to get a copy of one of Chris O'Brien's best books, Secrets of the Mysterious Valley, the ebook edition, free, here's what you do. Go to thepowercast.com, thepowercast.com, sign up for our weekly newsletter, and we'll email you a copy of Secrets of the Mysterious Valley. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. You're listening to GCN, proudly sponsored by UnseenNow.com. Lock down your digital life at UnseenNow.com. This is GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. I didn't believe it. Neither did I. No way could you professionally remove unwanted hair, pain-free, and at home. My thoughts exactly. Remove my face and body hair without expensive, painful office visits. Not possible. Great minds think alike. Until I tried No-No Pro. Mm-hmm. Wait, you tried No-No? Yes, and it works. I use it on my face, legs, bikini line. We're BFFs, and you didn't tell me about No-No? Here, this is my new No-No Pro. The most powerful No-No made. Custom treatment levels, less hair in less time, perfect for any skin type. Try it. No hair, no pain, no time consuming expensive office visits? No. No. And no, no. For a limited time, you can try No-No Pro risk-free. You'll also get the facial kit and a travel case. Get weeks of long-lasting results. That's it. I'm getting a no-no. Great minds do think alike. (laughs) (laughs) Try No-No Pro risk-free by calling 800-952-5760. 800-952-5760. That's 800-952-5760. 800-952-5760. I'm Kay Swirling from KSCO Radio in Santa Cruz. I'm 93 years old, and I'm a big fan of Alex Jones because he has the courage to speak his mind more than just about anyone I know. Alex is just as bothered as I am about all the advertising you hear for toxic prescription drugs that make you sicker, not healthy. I prefer to give my body all 90 essential nutrients it needs for life to prevent disease, not compound it. 
My favorite complete supplement is Beyond Tangy Tangerine from Longevity, which I take every day along with EFA Plus and Beyond Osteo FX. I recommend you go online to InfoWarsTeam.com to purchase these products and make them part of your daily regimen to get healthy and live longer. InfoWarsTeam.com What good is a Big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? Okay, we've got Ben Radford joining us with Gene and Chris in the Paracast. Before we leave Aztec away, we send it back to wherever it is. Just one other point I want to ask you here. You said that Scully's reputation was really tainted by this. How can a gossip columnist's reputation be tainted by anything? <laughs> Certainly. I'm just wondering. No, no, it's, it's a fair question. I mean, you know, the fact is that, as I understand, and I'm, I'm not a historian on, on Frank Scully, but as I, from the research that I've done, is that even though he was a gossip columnist, and that was sort of, again, as we said, that was his beat, he went out on a limb with behind the flying saucers, he he was he he was basically saying, yeah, okay, all this stuff I was doing before, it's all rumor and gossip and you know celebrity stuff, blah blah. And and by the way, let's not forget that that much of the stuff he reported uh, was true. You know, Sinatra's love life, this and that. It's all rumor and gossip and you know stuff that's that's inconsequential, but that doesn't make it not true. It's the, the same way today, rumors about you know, well, oh yeah, the first photos of you know Angelina Jolie's baby or you know what Mariah was dumped. You know, this is all sort of superficial, inconsequential gossip, but that doesn't make it not true. Well, you know, of course, now the big controversy this week is the alleged nude photos of Jennifer Lawrence and some other people, and the only response I have to that before we go on is, really, are you that stupid that you're going to take pictures like that? It doesn't matter where you upload them. You leave them on your phone. And it's not just an iPhone. It's Android phones and everything. Well, Scarlett you leave it on your phone. You're going to send it up to the cloud, whether it's Google or Apple or Microsoft, and you don't expect to be hacked. Scarlett Johansson did it a few years ago. So, I mean, you, you, you raise a good question, but my, my understanding is that with, with Behind the Flying Saucer, Scully was, was essentially trying to stake his credibility as a journalist. I think he was tired 
of, I mean, he certainly made a good living and he was well known in those circles as, you know, celebrity rumor and gossip for, from, from that time, which is fine. But he was totally taken in by these guys. He's like, look, you know, I'm going to break the story wide open because as, as you yourself said, he apparently believed this. He, you know, I don't, I have no reason to think that Scully was in on this. I think he believed this from start to finish. And if you take that as a premise and he really believes that, oh my God, you know, there really was this crash. This, these guys seem, Completely legitimate. This one, this one guy has got more degrees than a thermometer, uh, as one as he said, and probably uh, worth no more than a thermometer. <laughs> exactly. Then, then, then you know you can see why he would want to use that book uh, to sort of stake out more credibility. And so that's why I think in the end his credibility was tarnished because he had gone out on a limb based on these these two con men and put his name on it, and uh, he was fooled. And so we can sign. Aztec to what the dustbin of history? Well, you, you know the thing about and, and you know, as, as you guys know, I mean, one of the fascinating parts about the these these you know paranormal and unexplained things is, is there's rubber duck syndrome where it keeps coming up. It doesn't matter. Same thing with you know, the Bermuda Triangle. Bermuda Triangle was essentially debunked in the mid '70s, and to this day, there's still documentaries on it. There's still you know, occasional, uh, you know, magazine articles and books and this and that. So it's never going to go away. But what I think is most is really really fascinating about the, the Aztec UFO crash is the whole story. It's the whole structure. It's not just like, ooh, this was a con. It's like, it, not only was it con, it was actually the first, as far as I know, it was actually the first case where anybody had claimed that the U.S. government had retrieved an intact flying saucer complete with alien bodies and hidden it. So it's it's remarkable. I mean, it turned out to be a lie, of course, but it's remarkable for its early date, 1948, and and that fact alone. Well, at least one thing we know is that, obviously, stories like that after Aztec didn't go anywhere until Roswell was resurrected 20-some-odd years later. In any case, now to the dustbin of history is Aztec. I know Scott Ramsey, who's a really nice guy, is not going to like me saying that, but Chris and I agree this is not the case it should rise and fall on. Now, maybe you and I would disagree about the worth of Roswell, but... You know, I'm not a full-on believer in that either. Okay, let's explore more of mysterious New Mexico that doesn't involve crash UFOs. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to bring in our expert for such matters, Mr. Chris O'Brien, who will follow through. Chris? Yeah, the jello slurping true believer. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> Are <you the> me. <laughs> yeah, I'm beyond Kool-Aid drinking, Ben. Now I'm a jello slurper. <laughs> wow, that's, that's hardcore. <laughs> Especially since the original uh, Jonestown Massacre was flavorade, not Kool-Aid. Right. <laughs> yep. Oh, there's so many Kool-Aid drinkers out there. We try to we try to be all things for all people. <laughs> That's good. You know, it's good that you're out there. Yeah. Well, uh, who who did the cover of your book? My my friend Susan took one look at it and shrieked. <laughs> uh, for those of you that haven't seen the cover. It's a dead, ghoulish woman holding a, 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 you know, a sleeping baby in her arms, and the woman has several dozen big spiders coming out of her mouth and spreading out around her, and she, she looks like something uh, out of uh, Walking Dead or something. It, it, it is a remarkably creepy cover. The, so far, the, uh, the reaction I've got is about 70% love it, 30% say, get that thing away from me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that anywhere near me. It is a and, rather, rather disconcerting, especially coming out of uh, New Mexico press. I'm surprised that they would supply you with a cover like that. Well, uh, actually, going on the assumption you had nothing to do with it, which I, I, I'm pretty sure you didn't. 
Well, actually, I had something to do with it. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story on it just because it might find it interesting is that I had uh, I was actually at a a horror and paranormal conference in Lexington, Kentucky, about five or six years ago, uh, and I was there. Um, I was giving a talk there, and I also had a booth. I had a, a board game called Playing Gods, which some of you may or may not know about. And uh, I was, you know, as, as conferences are, you know, there's times when there's nobody there, so you're just sort of sitting there, you know, twiddling your thumbs. And so I, I took a break and stretched and walked around, and I, I came across a booth from horror photographer Josh Hoffine, H-O-F-F-I-N-E. And I met him, and I'd saw some, seen some of his, his prints, and they were really sort of creepy, interesting, uh, and he did the cover there. And he does all sorts of sort of zombie ones. And it's, what's interesting about his photography is it's all practical. He doesn't use CGI. It's all, it's all. Oh, you, yeah. Yeah. You can tell he staged this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so, you know, uh, you know what the cardinal rule is in Hollywood? Never work with animals or children. <laughs> right. Here you got both. Or ghouls. <laughs> I don't know about ghouls, the undead. And we got all three of those. Yeah. They here. can be hard to wrangle sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, you just get the sedatives and the Kool Aid and you're fine. But I, I'd met him and I talked to him and I actually bought a couple of his prints and I've got them on my walls. And so, you know, I, I'd stayed in touch with him every now and then. I'd buy a print or whatever for a friend. And then when, when I was finishing Mysterious New Mexico about probably about a year ago now, I was looking for art for the, the chapter on La Llorona, the, um, the wailing woman who uh, kills her children and is supposedly said to be haunting ditches and waterways uh, around the world and particularly in Latin America. And so I have a fascinating, at least fascinating to me, chapter on La Llorona and the folklore and all the actual sightings, including get into urban legends and all this. It was kind of a difficult thing to illustrate because, you know, no one's ever photographed her and it's sort of a, you know, again, an urban legend folkloric figure. And I realized that this photograph that's on the cover, it's called Swarm. It covers a lot of a lot of the elements of La Llorona. So as far as I know, it, it wasn't intended to be a you know, a depiction of La Llorona, but it certainly is pretty close and it, it, it would work for that. So I, I contacted him. I said, hey, you know, I'm doing this book. I met you before. He's like, yeah, fine, whatever. So that photograph is actually on the inside. Uh, for it's, It opens the chapter in La Llorona. And so I was like, okay, cool. So I got the permission for that. And then about two months later, I got an email from the editor of the book. And, and she's like, yeah, what do you think of our cover? And I looked at it and I said, that's a creepy cover, but I don't have permission for that. I only got permission to do the inside, to have the the image on the inside. They say, oh, no, we talked to him. He's fine. You know, he, he's, he's happy with it. We're good. So I was like, all right. <laughs> so go you like it, it, don't you, Ben? <laughs> oh, you like it, don't you? Yeah, yeah, dirty boy. <laughs> It's weird. Uh, you know, my concern was, and I don't, I don't mean this in a negative way, but I was like, well, you know, the, the title of the book is vertical. It makes it harder to read because, you know, most, most book titles are horizontal. That's in this particular case, because of the layout of the, of the book cover, it says Mysterious New Mexico. And then I guess my name's horizontal and that's important. Um, but the rest of it is vertical. And, and I talked to the editor. He's like, well, you know, we don't think that's a, a, that big a deal because, you know, really the, the, the function of a cover is to catch your eye. And, this certainly does that. This one definitely catches your eye. Uh, so, yeah. I'll tell you, for all you uh, mothers out there with newborns, I, I just hope you have better hair day and, and you don't like spiders like this uh, this <laughs> model does. Oh, my God. It's creepy. You brought up La Llorona. Uh, ben, that's that's uh, maybe we should dovetail into talking about La, La Llorona. It's one of the few you know, true urban legends that I received reports uh, with people calling up to report La Llorona. Interesting. And uh, this happened a number of times uh, in the San Luis Valley in Colorado. 
because you know the first time that they said it, I I, I thought, what, La who? They said, <laughs> Yeah, La Girona, the weeping woman. And it's like, well, I better check up on that. And I did. I did quite a bit of research into this, and as as you have. So when we get back, Ben, let's uh, go ahead and we'll talk about La Girona. You're listening to the Paracast with Christopher O'Brien and Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. For the independent minded, the Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Next to water and food, you need a safe, storable fuel supply for your preparedness needs. Spare fuel is the answer. Spare fuel can be used in any gas powered vehicle or generator. Spare fuel is perfect for any unforeseen out of gas emergencies. Unlike gasoline, spare fuel is safe to store with your other supplies and it can be stored for many years. Go to GetSpareFuel.com for special pricing. That's GetSpareFuel.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carding to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Hi, Ted Anderson. I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. On Facebook, on the news, and in conversations with friends, we're bombarded every day with advice on how to be healthier, from gluten-free and non-GMO diets to how much exercise and sleep the body needs. But how much have you heard about alkalizing the body? AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops are a holistic and natural way to get your body's pH levels back in balance. Just a few drops in water will help your body rid itself of harmful waste. And even the healthiest of diets can be complemented with your daily use of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops. Who isn't looking for more vibrance, vigor, and energy? Now buy two bottles of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops and get $10 off your order. Visit AlkaVision.com or call 800-518-7615. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops are packed with a powerful combination of the most alkaline minerals and compounds. Open the door to greater health, vitality, and zest for life. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health. Call 800-518-7615 or head to AlkaVision.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We're back uh, with Ben Radford, uh, the author of Mysterious New Mexico. Gene Steinberg uh, just let us out with his Brad Steiger sounding uh, Paracast. <laughs> that was pretty uh, frightening in and of itself there, Gene. I got shivered. Anyway, well, before we went to break, we I had too much Kool Aid or something like that. That's what happened. I drank some Kool Aid and then the devil made me do it. <laughs> well, La Yorona probably made you do that one. Ben, let's, let's uh, give our listeners who aren't up to speed on this particular 
urban legend, and and you could almost literally, by definition, call La Llorona a, an urban legend. Sure. Uh, let's let's look at this a little bit in depth, and then kick it around a little bit. Yeah, I mean, La Llorona was was a particularly interesting chapter for me, partly because uh, you know one of the things that I do in my in my research is uh, I'm big on on looking into the folklore of things, and I've I've research folklore. In fact, I'm a couple years ago, uh, I'm a member of the American Folklore Society. And a couple years back, I gave a talk on folklore of the Chupacabra at their conference. And in fact, uh, later this year in November in Santa Fe, uh, here in New Mexico, they're having another conference and I'm giving a presentation on the folklore of uh, organ theft, urban legends. Yeah, the stories that, you know, your, your kidney's gone, call 911. And the idea that your kidney's been so, you know, sold and stolen and all this. So so I'm always fascinated by the folklore. I, it's important to me to not stop at the folklore, which is what a lot of ghost hunters and amateurs do is they say, oh, well, Oh yeah, we 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 found out that there was you know uh, a gunfighter named Henry shot here in 1890, and well, wow, if there's a if there's a ghost here, it must be Henry. That's not doing folklore. <laughs> That's not how that works. If there's a specific ghost claim, then you can you may or may not be able to tie it into some actual historical figure. But simply sort of connecting the two isn't is not good research and it's not good folklore. But with La Llorona, again, I had heard stories of La Llorona growing up uh, here in New Mexico. I, I was I was actually born in New York, but I spent most of my life in, here. New Mexico. And even though I don't come from a Hispanic family, many of my friends were Hispanic. And growing up in, in the small town of Corrales, uh, near the Rio Grande River outside of Albuquerque, uh, I would hear stories of, of, of La Llorona. And in fact, the local government, the Albuquerque city uh, government, would use the image of La Llorona to scare kids. There was a, 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 um, a public service campaign called Ditches Are Deadly, Stay Away. In the image, it had a had a sort of menacing, cartoonish but menacing witch, uh, who was you know staring at you, saying you know don't go near the water because you know, you'll you'll die. And the the implicit message was it was clearly La Llorona. I mean that that's that's the image they were using, and they were essentially using and sort of co opting interesting folklore of the region in order to uh, to tell people to you know particularly kids to stay away from uh, from from ditches, drainage ditches because of for example flash flood warnings. Stay away from the river, things like that, because of course they could they could drown. The essential lighter on a story, there's there's lots of different variations, but the, the basic story is that people here in New Mexico and elsewhere are uh, are uh, they're told usually it's usually it's parents telling children not to go near the water unattended you know be very careful near the water and the 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 of course the, the real reason is because they don't want them to fall in and have something bad happen but the the sort of more fantastical reason is that uh, the story goes that if you are alone near the water usually you know there's all sorts of again all all sorts of variants sometimes it's on, on a on a moonless night. Uh, and the story goes that if you're if you're near the water, uh, that you you'll sometimes hear a a, a call, Mija, Mija, which means uh, my daughters, my daughters, or mijos, mis hijos, my children, my, my my boys. And if you hear this, and sometimes of course it's combined with rustling in the trees, you know, the wind going through the trees, so you can sort of interpret the evidence either way. That if you hear this three times, uh, Lyrona will come and get you. Uh, and the idea is that she's this woman who drowned her children, and she's now wa- walking the waterways, the, the ditches and rivers and lakes, uh, looking for children to grab and abduct to replace her own children. And the, the backstory is that she was uh, – there, again, there's a couple of variations, but one, one po- common one is that she was a, a beautiful young woman uh, who had uh, three children. 
uh, usually three, sometimes it's two or four, but three is about average. And uh, the, she fell in love with she, her husband had died, and she fell in love with a, 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 a young man who had come to town. But he couldn't accept her children. He said, you know, I love you and I want to be with you, but I, I, can't, I can't have a ready-made family like this. And so, uh, yeah, in her, so she, she, she ended up drowning her children for his love. And she put, took them to the river and drowned them uh, one by one. And then they, they died. And then sh- soon she realized the horrific crime that she'd done. And she became mad with grief. And to this day... Uh, she would, you know, be seen uh, in a very, uh, very tied in with ghost, ghost stories and ghost lore. Of course, to this day, she's seen up and going up and down, looking for children to abduct. Yeah, I, I found some very interesting historical accounts that could be related to proto La Llorona type uh, belief. Uh, all, going all the way back into the Mayan culture in one uh, example, and then also back to uh, Spain. Mm-hmm. So it may have been brought over by the conquistadores and and sort of morphed in with a with a Mayan sort of twist to it and then it's of course over hundreds of years it's uh grown legs and a life of its own and in Colorado it's a little different it's uh, a woman who again drowned her children but then she drowned herself and she is now a ghost wandering up and down the canals um that shoot off the uh, various rivers up in the San Luis Valley. And I have had a number of reports over the years of people, uh, mostly on the w- southwest side of the valley in the predominantly Hispanic area mm-hmm. there, reporting a very bizarre wailing sound that did not conform to any of the local uh, wildlife, any sort of environmental sounds. And, Interesting. Uh, Interesting. And basically they would say, look, uh, I... My family and myself have never heard anything like this. We, we we called our neighbors. They went outside. They heard it too. You know, we can't figure out what it is. So it must be La Llorona, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. And yeah, uh, it was it's fascinating to get that. And I, I love that sort of story. And I heard similar things uh, here in here in Albuquerque when I was interviewing people. And also, uh, I, I came across a great book. I don't have it right in front of me, but there's a, a great book by two uh, Santa Fe researchers uh, who had collected, I think, over 50 stories of La Llorona, like true firsthand reports. Again, we're not talking like, you know, it is said that these are people who truly, which is, of course, is one of the one of the, the characteristics of an urban legend. Uh, it's, you know, what we call folk tales or friend of a friend, F-O-A-F, which is... You know, uh, maybe I didn't see La Llorona, but, you know, my friends, cousins, grandmothers, you know, gardeners, uh, cab drivers, boyfriend did or, or vice versa. Or in some cases, uh, the, it's actually you, ha- you have the La Llorona stories incorporated into family lore. And so there's a couple cases that I actually I actually quote a, a woman at the opening part of the chapter who uh, who's t- who's relating a story told by her grandmother uh, and that uh, when she was a child. In Albuquerque, uh, she uh, she went down to the river, and you know she and her her brothers were down there, and, and La Llorona came up to get her, and and told this whole whole story as a first person story, and so it's fascinating to sort of look at these things and sort of see the see the the you know the different variations, and and you know you were talking about you know how people truly believe this, and uh, a lot of times what what happens is that it's not just a, a cautionary tale for children. Uh, I mean, many times it is because you know, one of the main functions is, you know, trying to keep kids safe. But what's interesting about the La Llorona story is that it has a message for children. The message for children is, you know, don't go near a dangerous place because bad things can happen to you, whether it's La Llorona or falling in the river. But it also, at the, at the same time, has another, has another context, which is a message to parents. 
And the message to parents is keep an eye on your kids. And so by, by, by creating or using this sort of independent third, third party ghost evil spirit, then it, it threatens both of them. And it's a really interesting element of social control. And, uh, and so you, you sort of get messages for both parents and children. And then you've also got um, people who are talking about how, uh, as adults, they were told not to go out because light on will get you. So one of the fascinating things is that some of the stories are actually of adults who are being warned. So they say, you know, uh, there's stories like, well, you know, my husband used to chase girls and drink, but then one night when he was when he was out there doing that, he actually saw La Llorona, and to this day he hasn't touched a drop of liquor, and he's faithful as ever. So the stories go both ways. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to yeah. you, gentlemen. Watch out what happens when you take a little bit of a sip of that sauce. Mysterious New Mexico's The Book. The Mysterious Ben Radford's here to talk about it. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Mike Stennerson for Midas Resources. At no time in history have precious metals been more important, certainly not in my 22 years in the industry. The dollar has lost over 90% of its value in the last 60 years. No fiat currency has ever survived the government printing presses. Ours is not immune. The time is now to be proactive. 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Anything tied to the dollar is at risk. CDs, annuities, 401ks, IRAs, stocks, bonds, you name it, so decide. Do you want to leave a legacy of wealth or debt for your family? The choice is yours. Call me at 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Be proactive, not reactive. Call 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Summertime is save big time at Herbal Healer Academy. Long-term customers know summer is the time to stock up at HerbalHealer.com. And for new customers, welcome to the web's best place to save on vitamins, minerals, and more. Log on for summer specials, including all sizes of colloidal silver, colloidal minerals, and intestinal freedom on sale. Choose from Herbal Healer's great variety of weight loss products like apple cider vinegar, hoodia, and metabolic complex and pro-metabolic, all on sale now. Also, the anti-parasite intestinal freedom and wormwood plus complex, plus stevia liquid sweetener and the super enzymes, all on sale for summer at herbalhealer.com. 
As always, we offer certificate correspondence courses in natural medicine. Enjoy same-day shipping and free online newsletter. Log on now to HerbalHealer.com and look for summer specials to save big with our nation's leader in supplying quality natural medicine and education. Since 1988, Herbal Healer Academy. If you need to say happy birthday, happy anniversary, thank you, or simply I'm thinking of you, ProFlowers.com is the key. ProFlowers has stunning bouquets, like the best-selling 100 blooms for $19.99. Plus, ProFlowers will include a glass vase for free. Sending someone a wonderful surprise of beautiful flowers sent fresh from the field is easy. Choose the bouquet you like, pick the delivery date, and each order is 100% guaranteed. Plus, all bouquets from ProFlowers are guaranteed to last at least seven full days. Beautiful, fragrant flowers. Picked fresh and sent to your loved one for lasting enjoyment. To get this incredible savings and send someone 100 gorgeous blooms with a free vase for $19.99, go to proflowers.com. Click the blue microphone in the top right corner and enter code PLOW. That's proflowers.com. Click the mic and enter code PLOW. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So let me ask you a quick question here, Ben Radford, as we continue with Mysterious New Mexico. Has there ever been an unusual case anywhere that you think might be something that cannot be explained in a mundane fashion? Inquiring minds want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. Well, you know, it, it's kind of a hard question to answer. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to evade it, but it's it, part of the issue is that in virtually every case that I have investigated, I have found what I consider to be a plausible, legitimate, science-based answer. Now, that doesn't mean that if I investigate a haunted house next week or a ghost sighting you know, or monster sighting, whatever else, next month or next year, it won't be paranormal or truly of unknown origin. But part of the issue is that the cases that I choose to spend my time on, because it's, it's very much my own time and, and this is mostly independently funded. It's not like I've got you know, some, some foundation throwing me thousands of dollars to do these, these investigations. It's, it's pretty much on my own time, my own dime. Because of that, I have to choose the cases that are the, the, there's good quality evidence for them. So, so because I'm going naturally going to choose the cases where there's more information. You know, if given the choice between someone saying, "Well, you know, 20 years ago I was camping in the mountains and I saw this weird, mysterious thing fly overhead," and that's it. You know, no one else saw it. There's no photos or videos. There's nothing I can do with that. It may be totally true. It could have actually been a UFO, but there's not enough evidence for me to, to work from. I would rather investigate a case where, yes, there's this mysterious hotel and there's these videos and all these eyewitnesses. And so there's, there's, a, there's a positive correlation between how likely a mystery is to be solved uh, and how much evidence there is for it. And so I, I naturally select the ones that, I, that, that there's most evidence for and not just the ones that I think I can debunk because I, I like a challenge. I mean, I, I would love to find some mystery that I, that I can't solve, and maybe one day I will. But for the most part, uh, the, the ones that I'm looking at are ones that, uh, that, that are potentially solvable, and, and I, I'm generally successful at it. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Um, I, I've said a number of times over the years at conferences, and when I've been asked, have you ever been punked or, or hoaxed, I always bring up the, the Crystal Skull event. 
mm-hmm. which I debunked, by the way, which you, you don't acknowledge that in the book. You never called me. Why didn't you call me, Ben? <laughs> I, I did call, call you, actually. You I never called I me. Uh, I could have given you a lot of very interesting information uh, <laughs> about finally being able to locate the, the maker of the glass skull. I totally gave you credit. I mean, you're you're all well, over the book. Nah, I, I, I'm sorry. No, nah, eh, 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 eh. you lumped me in with the true believers. You did not put my name on the Crestone uh, Eagle article, which exposed the hoax. I didn't know you wrote the Crestone. No, <laughs> no, because Brad told me that he. You wrote never that. mentioned the second book where I go into detail about my debunking of the. Case, I don't have your I, second book, dude. I only <laughs> have so many books in my library. Call, all right, my bad. You know, this this case occurred almost 200 miles away from New Mexico as well. I, I won't quibble on that one. I consider the, the San Luis Valley geologically because the valley actually does geologically, the tip of it, the southern tip of it does go down to Taos. Mm-hmm. But the actual name, San Luis Valley, only refers to the Colorado portion of it. I don't want to quibble. No, that's just, fine. That's fine. You know, but I investigated cases outside of the valley and referred to it as the Greater San Luis Valley. So, okay. Anyway, let's let's talk about the uh, the skull case. I, I I'd love to uh, hear your synopsis on this, and then I'll I'll chime in with some pertinent details. Uh, being that I am the person that actually publicized this particular claim uh, by Donna Coach. Absolutely, and this is one of the this is one of the cool parts about being a researcher is being able to to go back and you know and and show, you know, who, who had these different roles in it. Yeah. I mean, I, I've always assumed that, uh, that you were one of the, one of the, uh, one of the people that put this together. I, one of the things about this interesting about this chapter is that I was able successfully, I think, but you may think otherwise to tell two parallel stories. So on one hand we had, we had, uh, Donna coach. That's, that's, Coke uh, is how she pronounced it, yeah. Okay. Koch, uh, some people uh, pronounced it Koch as well. It's like the Koch those brothers. Are, those are two totally different yeah, exactly pronunciations. But, uh, well, you met her. Which one does she say? She, she said Koch, but um, it's actually pronounced Coach. So you're saying that it's actually pronounced differently than she pronounced it? Y- yeah, there's, there's, very, there's differing ways to, to say it. It's Coke, <laughs> okay. it's Cook. It's Koch. Um, same spelling. Uh, there's, okay. there's different ways to say it. Oh, well, we're, we're quibbling. She she called herself uh, Donna Koch. Donna Koch. Okay, we'll go over. So so we have her her crystal skull, uh, which of course, as 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 you know and others know, is, it was not actually crystal, but it's you know that was certainly the, the tied in with the whole thing. Uh, and then we have the Mitchell Hedges skull. Uh, which is the most the most famous one? So I, I tried to sort of tell these two parallel stories. Yeah, it was a good uh, it was a good job doing that. By the way, I, oh, I liked. Thank you. I, I I was trying to sort of because it's it's a fascinating story. So this is why you know for 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 example the the crystal skull story uh, as I noted or as you noted as well it's not it's not I don't consider that to be a certainly uniquely New Mexican mystery. It has it has connections. Uh, you know, Brad was down here and the the. Skulls were here, wherever else. But in terms of you know, it's certainly could could be in a, in a book on on Colorado as well. Yeah, well, let's let's go ahead and just yep. uh, give everyone a thumbnail because some people are scratching their heads, going, "What the heck are they talking right, right, about?" Right, right, so. right, right. So basically, um, there's a hand. Well, it's sort of hard to figure out where, where do you start, but basically. There's a strong tradition in New Age circles of the importance of crystals, and you know that it's you know all these has all these powers and frequencies and this and that. It's probably the, the most prized among among uh, gems in the New Age circles. And in addition to that, you also have the, these these skulls that are carved, and and other people believe are actually you know a, a human skull. You have these bouncing all around, all these stories and legends. Uh, you've got Dan Aykroyd, uh, the actor and paranormal buff, uh, who has his own uh, 
has his own crystal head vodka, and he he relates the stories of thirteen crystal skulls around the world. If I'm not mistaken, uh, he actually lists uh, Donakoshi as one of them, uh, along with the Mitchell Hedges and a couple oh, really? others. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, yeah. I quote him in the book. He he calls this. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of. I fun. forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, this is one of uh, Dan Aykroyd's thirteen crystal skulls. Um, so there's there's this whole sort of legendary context to it. You know, of course, uh, Steven Spielberg and Indiana Jones and all this, and so there's lots of fascinating lore behind these. And so the story that I that I heard, and again, you're Chris, you are by far the more expert on this than I am. So if, if I've made <laughs> corrections, please please feel free to chime I'll, in. I'll I, jump right in. I'm sure you will. That according to one version that I heard, that that, that Donna and a, a teenage ranch hand uh, were were cruising around her her property in rural. What, what's what's the name of that particular area? You you have it better than I do. Well, it's in Moffat, just outside of Moffat, Colorado. Just, just outside of Moffat, Colorado. Thank you. And again, depending on there's there's different versions, which is why it's sort of hard to tease out and say this is the official version because there's different people to say different things. But according to one version, her ranch hand uh, went over some distance and found this this item and brought it back to her. And it was this weird, either glass or crystal skull-looking figure. Uh, and in another version, I, I, I read that she, she herself found it. So there's some confusion there. But she then um, was wondering, well, what is this mysterious thing? Uh, didn't know what it was. You know, it's basically not in the middle of nowhere, but it's, it's not. <laughs> it was on the not, northeast corner of her pro- property. Northeast corner of her property, right. So this is rural area. And uh, she sees this and uh, then uh, takes it back home and, and says, uh, you know, what is this? What do I have here? And you know and what? We're not going to have much here if we don't do this break. Okay. And then we'll look into our crystal skulls. We have Ben Radford, with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. You're listening to GCN, proudly sponsored by UnseenNow.com. Lock down your digital life at UnseenNow.com. This is GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Moms of America, stand up and stop taking abuse from your kids. I pledge never to let my kid disrespect me ever again. I pledge to stop letting my daughter walk all over me. I pledge to stop living in fear of my son's anger. I pledge never to feel like a bad parent ever again. Because I'm not. I pledge to stop letting my child's behavior control my home. I pledge to be a mom with kids who listen. A total transformation mom. I'm Janet Lehman, co-creator of the Total Transformation Program. We created the Total Transformation to help parents with difficult child behavior. 
Now I'm giving it away free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. We'll let you keep it for free. Call 1-800-256-7795. That's 1-800-256-7795. Call now. Call 1-800-256-7795. That's 1-800-256-7795. At 30dayfoodsupply.com, you can now purchase a -a one-of-a-kind product not available anywhere else. A meatless burger dry mix in four delicious flavors. With our new Oregon Trail Foods vegan burgers, all you do is add water and fry. They need no refrigeration. They're packaged in Mylar bags with an oxygen absorber for a long shelf life. They're non-GMO. They're gluten, soy, nut, and chemical free, but they're loaded with flavor. And a good source of carbs and protein, yet low in sodium. Flavors include Italian, spicy Mexican, six vegetable, and black bean olive. Go to 30dayfoodsupply.com or Call 541-229-0010 and order today. Eat them every day. Take them camping or save them for an emergency. Check them out at 30dayfoodsupply.com and click on the vegan burger icon. That's 30dayfoodsupply.com where all of our products are produced in Oregon by Oregon Trail Foods. 30dayfoodsupply.com. The human body is extraordinary. Despite all the stresses we inflict upon it, it still works hard to stay in balance. Thousands upon thousands of people rely upon heart and body extract to help their body stay balanced. This excellent 100% natural herbal formula helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels, cleans arteries, promotes good circulation, balances cholesterol, and more. HB extract paired with healthy lifestyle choices like good nutrition and exercise can give you a life free of pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your body healing itself with the aid of hb extract it's extremely effective and it starts working in just days visit hbextract.com to learn more and to read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers and we've never increased our price in over 10 years that makes heart and body extract as great a value now as it was the first day we sold it a healthy heart is a happy heart call 866-295-5305 or go to hbextract.com This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. The ins and outs, the reality and non-reality of Crystal Skulls. Van Radford has more to tell. More to tell on it. So, so again, I, I wasn't personally involved in this. Chris was. But from what I understand in reading his, uh, his book, Mysterious Valley, uh, he talks about how she contacted uh, Chris with, with the discovery and wanted him to help explain it. Uh, do you want to pick up the story from there? Or? Sure. Yeah, I will. Yeah. You know, up to this point now, um, I had been investigating weirdness in the area for about five years. This was the first time some sort of artifact had ever, ever been presented me uh, to, to check into. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the skull was smaller than your average uh, crystal skull. It was only about maybe six inches seven inches high the jaw was twisted to one side it 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 looked deformed and uh this gave it a rather uh alien looking countenance if you will and you know the first thing i did was i i called the world's uh, at the time uh, considered the world's uh, leading expert on uh these enigmatic skulls that are exclusively found pretty much down in the uh, maya lands right. this was the first one uh, i'd ever heard of that had been discovered outside of of uh, Chiapas or Tabasco down in the Yucatan and uh, in Guatemala. 
And so I called Nick Noserino, who at the time was considered the top expert, and he laughed at me. He said that, you know, there's just no way that that's a, a genuine, uh, high strange, legendary crystal skull. And so, you know, I, I, I started my investigation automatically, assuming that there was something strange about it. But when I went out and saw it uh, the second time, uh, I went out to film it with my video camera. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure the sequence of events here, but Donna said that she had brought it out and a tire had exploded. Uh, yes. I think it was on their truck or their trailer. They don't know why it exploded. Uh, it may have been the air heating up in there and there was a weak point in the tire, but it exploded. I saw the exploded tire. Also, uh, she claimed that there was a weird smell that she smelled when it was uh, brought out from a, a kitchen cabinet. And mm-hmm. so she started to uh, uh, ascribe to this kind of mysteriousness around it. And uh, I'm listening to all this, and I, I go to, uh, to start to videotape the skull, and my, my video camera was broken. It just would not work, and it never did work after that. So, <laughs> so did I didn't really there? think that what she had found was anything extra- extraordinary or by any stretch. But then these weird coincidences started piling up, and I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, so you had these, uh, and it's cool to hear the, I'm curious about the exploded tire. Did it literally explode yeah, yeah, it looked like it had blown up from the inside out, uh, because, and it was on it was on the uh, uh, trailer. Interesting. Okay, because I mean, normally, if if uh, normally a tire wouldn't explode, I mean, if air is coming exactly, out of it, then yeah, so <laughs> they so could may- not figure out why it did. And, Maybe and it was I a saw curse, the tire. Right? <laughs> so at that point, um, then she begins looking into, and again, I, this I'm sort of going by the structure of the of the of the book, which is correct as far as I know, that she began, you know, she was consulting with you and then you were uh, doing your best to try and figure out what was going on. Right. Um, and then meanwhile, of course, and I don't, I don't know uh, Donna Coach's, I don't know her background in terms of whether she was sort of a new age or what, what her... No, she was a ranch, uh, hard scrabble, you know... Uh, hard scrabble, ranch folks. Yeah, conservative uh, Colorado rancher. Right, right. So Had no so, inclinations uh, towards that uh, aspect of uh, belief at all, to, to my knowledge. Right, and what's interesting about uh, is, is that over and over again in in my research, what happens is that someone will find will will discover something they can't explain, some sort of unusual object or whatever it is, and particularly in the last ten fifteen years, and where do they go with it? They go to internet, they go to Google. In this case, it was further back, but but people are trying to figure out you know, what's what is this thing, and uh, these days that's one reason, for example, why a lot of mangy dogs and coyotes in Texas and elsewhere right. are called chupacabras because someone finds a dead animal, they don't immediately recognize it, and they're like, well, "Let me Google dead weird dead animal." Well, chupacabra pops up. They're like, "Well, this must be a chupacabra." Like, no, that's not how that works. Yeah, guilt by and, disassociation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well put. Well put. But that's what happens even on on even without the internet. You know, you, with uh, books and magazines and the other sorts of things. If you look up mysterious weird crystal, glass crystal skull, whatever else, you're going to find you're going to find information about the most famous crystal skull in the world, which is the Mitchell Hedges Mitchell skull. Mitchell Hedges, yeah. Uh, and we, I don't know if we have time to go into that whole story, but it's, uh, well, it's a Well, we've still got a ways to go here on the, on the Colorado one. <laughs> well, yeah, I was just saying, I, I don't know how much you want to get into it, just because it's, it's a, you know, well, you're uh, now uh, talking about... I um, just, I want to say that I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little taken aback that you weren't aware that I debunked this whole thing, that it was my uh, digging... Uh, I found out about um, Chavez uh, through a mutual acquaintance. Um, I was able to uh, contact him 
and uh, get the lowdown. Uh, we played phone tag a little bit. He finally got a hold of me. I did an extensive interview with him, and I, I wrote a, an entire expose of the skull for the Crestone Eagle. And this was the last bit of writing that I did for my first book. So I, I literally delayed turning in my manuscript prior to finding Chavez. I had no choice. I had to have the book turned in like within a matter of days. And so I turned in the book with this story left hanging. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, once the, I delivered it to the, the manuscript, to the publisher, two years before the book came out. And, of course, by then, by the time I was able to turn in the manuscript for my second book, I did a complete debunking of the mysterious crystal skull. I'm a little saddened that uh, you were not aware of that or that you didn't put me as the author of the article that finally, finally blew the lid off. Uh, Brad Shadez read the Rocky Mountain News article uh, that came out. Uh, They came down and talked to Donna. Uh, They were doing conferences with this thing. People were coming from as far away as the East Coast to meditate with it. It -hmm. really uh, grew legs and started to get a little out of hand. We had people coming all the way from Minnesota uh, to sit with it. Uh, It became quite a a, um, (laughs) a celebrated uh, piece of New Age (laughs) hardware, if you will. Yeah, well, I mean, let me just say, I mean, I'll, certainly for the record, I, I apologize if you felt slighted uh, about about your, your role in it. Not I mean, so much slight. I was just surprised because I, I would figure that, you, you know, you're a really good researcher. And uh, the right, fact I, that I you think didn't. The real, yeah, the, the have real problem you ever is read the Crestone Eagle article? I have a copy of it. I had. I have a copy of it somewhere. Uh, okay. It's in the files. But I think the real problem, honestly, is that is that your book, The Mysterious Valley, which I read thoroughly, doesn't have any of this. So, I mean, you can certainly argue that I, I missed the follow-ups. Um, but, you know, I, that was the main source that I had for this. Right, and right. So, and so, you know, uh, so that was your book, the main book that I used as a source for this, didn't <laughs> have all this follow-up. So, so, yeah, but my second book does. <laughs> well, I don't have all your books. Uh, yeah, I, I, no, that's and, all right. And, and I, I, you know, again, I'm certainly. Uh, I'll I, flog I, you after. Uh, flog day. me afterwards. Uh, but, but again, I mean, I mean, look, I, I can tell you this. Um, uh, you know, if if that if mysterious the mysterious valley, which again I've, I've read through, and you know, I, I have it in my shelf right there. It's it's uh, you know, it's 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 good stuff. Uh, if that had included this, you know, you can be sure that you would have a much more prominent role in it. And so I, I certainly did not in any way mean to diminish your your role in all this at all. Let me, let me just say this, Chris, because you'll like it. I'm going to make it easy for everyone out there to get at least one of Chris's books, okay? This is going to be the easiest way possible. And here's how to do it. We've got a weekly newsletter called The Paracast Newsletter. You can sign up very easily. You go to our main site, theparacast.com, theparacast.com, and you'll see the sign-up page there right above the fold. And you'll also see that we're giving away a free copy of the ebook version of Secrets of the Mysterious Valley by Chris O'Brien. So to get a free copy of Secrets of the Mysterious Valley by Chris O'Brien, and I'm sure we'll get a copy out to Ben Radford shortly, just go once again to our site, theparacast.com, theparacast.com. In fact, if you just go to paracast.com, it goes to the same place. That's a big secret. And there's a big sign-up form above the fold. Just sign up for our weekly newsletter, which tells you about future shows, and it's got commentaries and everything. You'll like it, and you'll also like the fact that you get a free copy of Secrets of the Mysterious Valley by Chris. And Ben can have one, too. Yes, I want one, too. Okay. 
Sign up for the newsletter and you'll get your copy. Ben Radford joins us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TechNightOwl for a special discount. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document? Worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average over 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE. 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. 
Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. And by the way, the other books are available from Chris's site, OurStrangePlanet.com. You could buy the other books, ebook versions, or print versions where they're still available. But the book we're talking about today that we heartily recommend is Mysterious New Mexico by Ben Radford. And of course, Chris was telling us all how he exposed the crystal skulls. And this is an interesting thing, Chris, we should mention. These legends are exposed. We mentioned before Aztec New Mexico UFO case, and most of us agree there's nothing to it. But when it comes to a situation like crystal skulls, we still have the conventions. We still have the mysticism. You can never stop beating a dead horse, can you? No, and you know what, Gene? After I had finally uh, gotten to the bottom of this particular mystery, you know, I kind of became friendly with Brad uh, Chavez, the glassblower who actually made it. And this skull actually was one of his rejects. Mm -hmm. And that's why he had given it to his parents who lived next door to Donna. And uh, they had put it out, he had put it out there as a talisman kind of on the the south uh, east corner of their property which is the northwest corner, I think, of Donna's property, or, or the other way around. It's been 20 years here. But one thing that I, I found very intriguing is, is he, he said, How, do, you, do you like these weird-looking ones? I said, yeah. And he goes, well, I got a bunch of them. Do you want me to send them to you? And I, <laughs> I said, sure. And he sent me a half dozen of these things, all his rejects. I got he two makes of these the, things I got for the Day of the here. Dead Festival. <laughs> This is this is great. I I'd, I'd love tell me tell me more about the the how the whole what the whole fallout was because because I don't I don't know that obviously if I'd known yeah, that I yeah well put Brad it in there. Brad was really uh, he had given the skull to his parents as a, as like a lucky charm basically and and they had decided to to place it on the 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 eastern uh, corner of their ranch I think it would have been uh, the northeastern corner Donna found it on the south. Uh, the southeastern corner of her property, and it okay, was right now, there at that fence post. Let me ask you, because again, there's two different versions that I've heard. I heard that that Donna's uh, teenage ranch hand found it and brought it to her. You just said that she found it. Do you know which one it is? Yeah, the the story I got from Donna was that they were out riding the fence line together. He saw the glint in the sun. She went over and, and picked it up. Okay, now now Brad, as you know, he claimed, and he told me, I assume he told you the same thing, that he'd actually left it not out in the open, but inside a Crown Royale bag. Yeah, yeah, that's what he had told me too. So okay, I'm, so so what? How, how do we reconcile that? I mean, was she lying? I mean, have you look? If well, you find, yes, if was. you find, I, I think, I, think uh, I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble here, but if you put the bag and it was just enough showing that the sun glinted off of it. Right, but but look, I mean, if you can't, you know, the 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 fact that this thing, if it was indeed found inside a coin crown royale bag, 
sort of diminishes its mystical significance. I mean, you, well, yeah, you can't- yeah, exactly. And in uh, the fact that that that's what Shadas claims uh, was the, was the case really does uh, point the incriminating finger at Donna, who who did uh, she knew about this for the entire time. She okay. wanted to, uh, for some reason, this kind of lust uh, for celebrity. Uh, worthiness issues uh, psychologically. Uh, I think that she had some uh, issues uh, about self worth and, and other things. Uh, I'm not a psychologist, so I don't know. But but sure. I, I would say that that would be a potential motivating factor in her her case. She loved all the the publicity, the notoriety. Uh, the sure. Rocky Mountain News came down, did a big feature story on this. That's what alerted Chad as initially. Right. He had heard rumblings about this uh, from people who had read my book, and then when the Rocky Mountain News article came out. That's when uh, we both started playing phone tag. And yeah, I, you know, this whole thing about the, the Denver Museum of Natural History, this is all, that's all news to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he contacted me directly, basically. And okay. then we started playing phone tag. Okay. Yeah. Well, it sounds like between the two of us, we, we each have different fragments. And, and, exactly. and this is cool. I mean, I, I'm really enjoying it. So you, I, I tell you what, if, if I get a chance to do a second edition uh, in this chapter, it'll definitely have a lot more of you in it. Yeah, and and then as soon as I'd interviewed Brad, I immediately exposed uh, the hoax. Immediately, mm-hmm. because I was really getting, I was getting pulled into this. People were saying, "Oh, I meditated with the skull, and you're a reincarnated Atlantean warrior that's here to protect the the children of in the uh, of the the city of that's the children." Right, I've forgotten all- about that. I quoted somebody in the book stuff, talking about how they incorporated you. Maybe it was Don, but someone had incorporated into this whole mythology. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was, you know, I was, you know, this Atlantean, reincarnated at, uh, Atlantean or uh, a warrior from Mew or something. I, I Some antediluvian. <laughs> so bizarre. Yeah. And, and people, you know, I was getting asked to go speak at conferences and I was like, no, <laughs> I that's not to do with this thing. You, you missed your calling, real. dude. You, you could have done the whole Ramtha thing, you know, like, oh, let me absolutely. channel. I could have put a blue turban on, put on my Hindi accent and <laughs> taken these six other skulls and like had, you know, pulled them out of my pants or something. And oh, I found <laughs> another one, you know. You know. All right. <laughs> shop here. Oh, my God. That Chris. Awesome. Chris, Indie accent. Yes. Indie accent. Okay. Say, do it again. I want to hear this accent, folks. You put your brain in the bull with the quick to school. <laughs> There's some people at a local restaurant, really good friends of mine, who will hear that and never, ever, ever allow me to ever no. come to that restaurant again. No, they'll they'll let you and they'll just spit in your food. Yeah, they'll just think I'm nuts and I've, I'm a very bad mimic. Well, you can't come to that restaurant with me next time you're here. Okay. So where's the skull now? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I actually ended up giving all these uh, skulls that Brad sent me because there was such a uh, – I just really didn't want to have anything to do with this. It, it really – I was uh, – other people had taken me to task for even publicizing this. Even though I debunked it, I was still getting dogged. And, and I think, you know, there's some legitimate uh, justification, I think. I was, uh, when I first started out, a little bit less skeptical than I am now. Not much less, but a little less uh, right. skeptical than I am now. I'm very skeptical, uh, like you, Ben, of, of, of most of what's being palmed off as uh, fodder for the true believer crowd. Yeah. But I ended up giving uh, all six skulls to uh, uh, Donna Kuhn, who ran a little crystal shop just down uh, the road from Donna uh, Koch. And she ended up, <laughs> I don't know what she did with them, but probably sold them for two million dollars each yeah she probably sold them for quite a bit of money uh does donna still have hers 
you know, I don't know. I, I never spoke with her again. After I debunked this, uh, I, you know, I tried to right. call her once or twice and, and was pretty much told, hey, Donna really doesn't want to talk to you. She's really embarrassed, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, sorry to rain on your parade, but well, you know, I'm, I'm an investigative journalist. I'm not, I'm not somebody that's going to be taken in. And then, right. you know, and, and, and uh, it, it, they, they ran, they tried to punk me. And I'm just, you know, I mean, that's bad enough. But, right. but then to, to have all these people start lumping me in as this, you know, this special destiny person who, you know, was involved in all this, it, it, it really kind of rubbed me the wrong way, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. And, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll go through again. I, I, I don't recall painting you as, you know, sort of complicit in any of this. I mean, well, I, no, you just said that, well, you know, Donna and, and Chris O'Brien are like many people that describe special significance. Oh, well, yeah. Well, it, I mean, to, to be fair, Rock, I mean, you, you uh, did Urgo. in Mysterious Valley. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you did. Uh, like with the with the glitch in the, in the in the camera and all that. But 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 again, I, I haven't you know, I need to get your 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 new book. So. Yeah, well, you know, it is it is interesting. There were some very interesting coincidences. Uh, baby was uh, got sick almost uh, immediately after being uh, allegedly uh, after mm-hmm. being around this thing. Uh, there were a number of interesting synchronistic uh, coincidences that did occur around this thing. And before I had discovered its origins, this was a little bit impressive. I, I, I mm-hmm. must admit, I was impressed by some of the synchronicities uh, that were. That were present around this thing, and it just it just made the snowball head down that hill that much faster. It really right. did. And 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 I I give you all credit for for acknowledging that. I mean, I seriously do. A lot of people who I've talked to, you know, even if I point out to them, say, "Look, you know, this is this is not you know, it's the the fallacy of post hoc ergo propter hoc. You know, after this, right. therefore because of it. And you think that you know these things are connected, and it's a very human thing. We all do it. This isn't. Yeah. This is, oh, absolutely. You know, I, I talk about that in the chapter. It's not even. Yeah, yeah, you do, and a yeah. very good job of illustrating why that's a part of human nature. Exactly. And so, so, I mean, to be honest, if, if I were in your position, I might have done exactly the same thing. Say, wow, this is weird because this thing shows up and these things are happening and, you know, we all do it. And, and I give you credit for, for recognizing that uh, and putting it out there. So that's – this whole story is, is just a fascinating, you know, on so many levels in terms of, you know, was it a hoax? Was it, you know, was it partly a hoax? Was it, you know, the, the, was it misunderstandings and then the whole – No, it was straight up and down. It was straight up and down uh, a fabrication. It was straight up and down a hoax. And the only hoax that I know about uh, that was ever uh, attempted to be perpetrated on me. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Uh, and that's in 13 years there, 10 years of, of full-time investigating there. Uh, that was the only time that I was able to determine, without any question, that I was being lied to, hoaxed, mm-hmm. uh, fed a string of BS, what, however you want to put it. Now, obviously, some of my witnesses, you know, you never know, garbage in, garbage out, anecdotal right. stories are worth a dime a dozen, as you well know. That's sure. why I want to stick a, a seven-camera surveillance net on cell towers and mountaintops around the San Luis Valley so I can triangulate some of these sightings and, uh, and get some really good uh, diagnostic uh, scientific data. We have cool. to triangulate these announcements. The book is Mysterious New Mexico. Ben Radford's here with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. UnseenNow.com, proud sponsor of GCN. Unseen Now's unparalleled encryption tools keep your communications secure. GCN. 
Genesis is defined as an origin, creation, or the beginning. Genesis Communications Network began with the mission of providing you with the kind of compelling content you're listening to now. And at GCNlive.com, you'll find a free archive of our nation's history, narrated by GCN hosts. Explore, share, and pass down to future generations. GCN is the future of talk radio, but we should always strive to learn from our past. Together, we are GCNlive.com. GCN. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We're joined once again by Benjamin Radford's second appearance on the Paracast. It will not be his last. He's a lot of fun, even if you don't agree with him. He's very easygoing, has a sense of humor. And he's not an ideologue that I could see. The book is called Mysterious New Mexico. And he blows the whistle on a few of these cases. And it's very interesting. Just like we've done with Crystal Skulls, which is why you'll notice that we don't have Crystal Skull people on the Paracast. I think a few years ago we had Lloyd Pye, who had his own little skull there, the star oh, child. Oh, yeah. Well, right. We had uh, Joshua Shapiro, and uh, yeah. we kind of carved him a new one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't do that anymore because they won't come on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really interested in, you know, I, I wasn't able to to get all the way through the book because I do know quite a bit th- about the chapel at Chimayo. I figured uh-huh. I'd save that one for last. But let's talk about that. That is a very, very intriguing, interesting place. And it's pretty impressive when you walk in there and you see all the crutches and canes and everything on the walls uh, in mm-hmm. the, the building there. Why don't you give our listeners a quick thumbnail sketch about the, the legend of the miraculous mud of Chimayo? This is one of probably, I would guess, probably the most uh, most famous uh, healing uh, site in in New Mexico, maybe in the southwest, depending on yep. how you how you count it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a um, it's a chapel of Chimayo. It's a small town uh, in northern New Mexico, not far from Santa Fe. Every year they have uh, on Good Friday they have pilgrims go there, and it's a very involved process. There are people who you know they 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 whip themselves, um, the penitentes. 
on their way to do the, the pilgrimage there on Good Friday, and they reenact, of course, the, the, the Passion, the Crucifixion. And tens of thousands of pilgrims visit the, um, the shrine of Our Lord of Esquipulas, Esquipulas at El Santuario de Chumayo. It's a, you know, it's a beautiful little place. I've been, been there several times, but most recently, of course, for my investigation into this book. And one of the, one of the stories behind it is that it has healing dirt. And there's a particular place. There's, I, I should, I should add. There's, there's many legends and myths, supernatural myths surrounding it. For example, uh, there's a whole story about um, the six foot tall cross uh, that, when it was originally found on that site, actually, uh, and it was, it was um, sometime around uh, 1810. And the story goes that the peop- these people were in the area and they, they uncovered this cross and uh, they, they moved it to another area. A, a, church not not far away and the next day it appeared back where it was where it was found and they they said well this is this is bizarre and they they moved it again and once again (laughs) overnight it reappeared and they finally just said okay well clearly this is meant to be here and so they built the built the church at that place because you know god directed them to do that so there's there's a handful of uh sort of interesting new mexico flavor legends about about Chimayo, but probably the most famous one is regarding the, its, its miracle dirt. And there's a, there's a side room. Uh, it's not much bigger than you know, a medium-sized closet, maybe a little bigger. Uh, and has a, there's, it's, it's called a, a posito. It's a small hole in the, in the ground. And there's uh, sand uh, in it. And the story goes that uh, sand, it's mostly sand, it's some dirt. And the, the, the claim is that uh, many people have been healed of various ailments, uh, cancers, uh, other things like that, through the miracle dirt. And so I'd heard about this um, uh, for, for, of course, many years. It's, it's you know, many traditions surrounding it. And I, um, I'd never actually done any research at Chimayo per se until uh, I, was, um, I got a call from I, I did an appearance on a short-lived TV show on the Oprah Network called Miracle Detectives. Uh, it was on for, I think, a season or two, and I was on one of the episodes. And um, a guy here in Albuquerque, Armando Cordoba, saw me on that TV show, and he, I was investigating a, a weeping icon of Jesus in a, in a shrine outside of Cleveland. And I was on there and was one of the experts, investigators, and he called me up. He said, you know, I saw you on, on this Miracle Detectives TV show. Uh, I was healed at Chimayo. Would you, you know, can you put me in touch with the the TV producers? And I said, well, I, I actually can't, partly because the show had actually ended at that point. It, there was there's no really, nobody to put him in touch with. But I said, but you know, I, I'm still, I'm you know, I'm fairly local, and it's I'd like to hear your story, investigate your story, and so that's uh, one of the one of the main one of the main sections in my article on on Chimayo. Do, do we have any sort of numbers? Uh, in terms of all those the, the, the cripples that are supposedly now walking, all those uh, crutches and yeah, walkers and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I have a fo- one of the last photos in the chapter is of a uh, of a there, there's a room as you as you exit uh, Chimayo. There's a room where there's just lined with crutches on the walls, and of course the implication is that people walked in uh, limping, presumably, um, and were healed at the at the at the site, presumably through the the miracle dirt at Chimayo. And you know, left their crutches there because they didn't need them anymore. Um, yeah, there's no hard numbers on it. Uh, there's no, you know, you don't you don't need to sign in or anything. <laughs> there's no there's no ID checks uh, at either end of the of the chapel. Uh, so we, you know, there's really no way to know exactly how many people 
uh, have been, have been claimed to have been healed. It's certainly hundreds, if not thousands, over the years. Uh, some stories are more dramatic than others. Uh, there was actually a Miracle Detectives TV show um, about a woman named Desiree Martinez. Uh, and she's included in the in the chapter there, uh, talking about. Uh, I think she's actually from from Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and uh, she uh, and in um, in 2011 they did a show on that, and uh, she visited Chimayo, and she had been diagnosed with cancer at the age of 15, and she believed that the miracle dirt at Chimayo had had healed her. Uh, so she was she was one of the cases. I didn't personally investigate her. I, I sort of give the results of the Miracle Detectives investigation, and then I go on to to the case that I personally investigated of of Armando Cordoba, uh, who claimed uh, he when he again he came to me and he said, "Look, you know, I was healed by this. You know, can you can you investigate my miracle?" And I said, "Sure. You know, I'll see what I can do." And in a nutshell, basically, he claimed that um, he had uh, the, and. It's important. This this has happened fifty years earlier, so this was not something new. So it was it was a sort of, it was a difficult case to investigate because, you know, this wasn't this didn't happen last month or last year. This was long before I was born, and and you know the the, the records from the time were very difficult to to find. And in fact, it ended up being impossible to find. But he believed that he had um, his claim was that he'd been badly burned uh, in a in a in a fire. And uh, that uh, just after he'd gotten out of the military uh, 50, 50, well, now 52 years ago, uh, and that uh, he'd gone to Chimayo and he'd put dirt on his wounds, on, on his bandaged wounds, and uh, they healed miraculously. And so that was, that was a story that I, that I tried to investigate. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been there. That particular chapel has been there for hundreds of years. Yes. Or a chapel has been on that spot, I should say. And you did mention at the top uh, of your explanation about Chimayo about the penitentes, and that is considered a penitente community there. The penitentes, uh, Los Hermanos de Penitente, are probably the most fundamentalist of all Christians. Uh, they walk naked across, you know, and fl- flagellate themselves, and walk barefoot across cactus patches, and uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're pretty hardcore. <laughs> Very and, hardcore. Uh, you know, I was wondering, you, you hit Chimayo, but just, uh, you know, a couple towns over is, is uh, Powaki and, and uh, or I should say um, Española. And mm-hmm. I didn't see anything about Old Scratch, about the devil uh, appearing at dances there. That's right down your alley. And there's some really well-documented reports from uh, the 90s and the 80s um, and some uh, pretty interesting um you know, stuff that's been written down over the years, uh, all the way back to the 20s, actually, about sure. the appearances of the devil at the dance. I was really, why didn't you include that? That's a real popular New Mexico uh, kind of urban legend, if you will. Actually, I, I do I do make a reference to that in the uh, in the La Llorona chapter. Uh, I, I briefly, I don't do, go into it in much yeah, depth. Yeah, you didn't go into very much detail. There is but, a good, yeah. quite a bit of research out there you can find on that subject. No, absolutely. and and uh, I, But I, I do talk about, you know, the, the devil appearing and, and the, the whole, there's, there's, of course, lots of different variations. One is that uh, a person shows up and, and there's a, there's a, it's an old time saloon and there's, they're, have, they're having a card game and uh, one of the persons looks down and uh, a beautiful young woman comes down and sits down and starts playing with them. And he looks underneath. Uh, he thinks that someone's that the the beautiful young woman is is uh, playing footsie with him. He sort of smiles at her and she smiles back. And then as the game ends, uh, she he he looks underneath the table and he sees a cloven hoof. 
Right. He realizes that he's playing with Satan himself, <laughs> and he gathers his winnings and scurries out, never to be seen again. Yeah. Actually, um, Satan was really Al Pacino in disguise. I want <laughs> yeah, everyone to yeah. understand that. We have Ben Radford. The book is Mysterious New Mexico, and we've got questions from listeners, and we'll start to ask them in our next segment with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code Gene. When you check out. Making the right decisions is a challenge to investors. Are we going to see economic growth, slide into a recession, or at worst, depression? Hi, Ted Anderson from Midas Resources. We all know when a company acts irresponsibly, divesting ourselves in a move towards safety is prudent. When the market becomes volatile, U.S. Treasuries are a safe haven. But what do you do when the U.S. government overextends itself and spends beyond its means? Many investors are turning toward gold as a common-sense alternative to traditional paper investments. Midas Resources has put together a powerful book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold, discussing costs, benefits, risks, featuring full-color illustrations, weights, and measures. The book is free and can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. Paper investments are dwarfed by gold's 6,000-year history. Discover how gold may be right for you and your IRA by calling 800-686-2237. Whether buying or it's time for you to sell, the book is free. Call 800-686-2237. Big business has discovered the preparedness market, and that makes it difficult to know where to go and who to trust. MyPatriotSupply.com is owned and operated by patriots just like you. Has the best prices on storable food, non-GMO seeds, water filtration devices, home canning equipment, survival and self-reliance books, and more. MyPatriotSupply.com has old-fashioned values and the absolute best customer service in the industry. Look for the deal of the day, unique affordable service survival supplies that fit anyone's budget. Get same-day shipping on all orders and free shipping on orders over $49. Call 866-229-0927, 866-229-0927, or visit MyPatriotSupply.com for emergency preparedness, self-reliance, and food independence. Shop with a name you know and a name you can trust. Before it's time to survive, it's time to prepare. MyPatriotSupply.com. At 30dayfoodsupply.com, you can now purchase a -a one-of-a-kind product not available anywhere else. A meatless burger dry mix in four delicious flavors. With our new Oregon Trail Foods vegan burgers, all you do is add water and fry. They need no refrigeration. They're packaged in Mylar bags with an oxygen absorber for a long shelf life. They're non-GMO. They're gluten, soy, nut, and chemical-free, but they're loaded with flavor. And a good source of carbs and protein, yet low in sodium. Flavors include Italian, spicy Mexican, 
Mexican, six vegetable, and black bean olive. Go to 30dayfoodsupply.com or call 541-229-0010 and order today. Eat them every day, take them camping, or save them for an emergency. Check them out at 30dayfoodsupply.com and click on the vegan burger icon. That's 30dayfoodsupply.com, where all of our products are produced in Oregon by Oregon Trail Foods, 30dayfoodsupply.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. With Gene and Chris in the Paracast, Ben Radford is author of Mysterious New Mexico. He's not so mysterious himself. He's a pretty down-to-earth guy. And we've got Chris O'Brien, who is now going to look at all those questions our listeners have asked at forum.thepowercast.com and pick out a few choice ones. And there are some uh, questions here. In fact, we have a, a sign-up at forum.thepowercast.com who was made aware of your, your upcoming show here uh, at the Paracast. And, and they signed up just, just to, to post a question for you. Well, cool. Which is, which is neat. But first, I'm going to go to our... One of our, our very, very um, diligent posters, he's uh, up above the 2,000 mark now, Burnt State. At, uh, he posted this at our question thread on forum.theparacast.com. He's got a number of interesting uh, questions, but I'm going to jump down. In all your personal research, Ben, has there ever been a paranormal mystery that you could not use science to dismiss or completely explain? Uh, not so far. I, I, I sort of touched on this earlier, you know, the, the, the mysteries that I investigate are self-selected in that, not that I necessarily think that they're easy to solve because many of the investigations I tackle are very difficult to solve. Chupacabra being one case and, and others that are, you know, in this new book. I would say the, the closest thing that I can think of, I mean, there's certainly been, been cases, for example, in my book, Scientific Paranormal Investigation, I have a, I have a chapter on a haunted house I investigated outside of Buffalo, New York. And uh, that was a very complex case. I won't go into the whole thing here, but basically one of the main claims was that the uh, one of there was it was a mother and a father and a young young girl i think she was about 6 or 7 and uh, he believed that a ghost had actually attacked him it was it was kicking him and I, I had I had interviewed many people who had seen ghosts and experienced unusual things, but he was the very first person that I had ever spoken to one to one who told me flat out. He says a ghost attacked me, so that was kind of an unusual thing. So, you know, he ended up uh, the in, in a nutshell. He claimed that a ghost was was kicking him as he slept at night, uh, as he was going to sleep, and I ended up solving the case. Uh, it turned out to be that it was it was actually restless leg syndrome. He was sleeping on a on a he was a big guy. He was an auto worker. And he was sleeping alone because he had sleep apnea, and he was on, you know, on his own little cot bed. And as he was going to sleep, his leg twitched, and it would wake him up. And he interpreted it because he believed there was a ghost in the house. He interpreted it as a ghost kicking him, and and he was serious. This was not a joke. He was dead serious about this. And wow. I, I I later, but the reason that I bring this up is because because there were lots of claims about that case that were strange. But that was the that was the the holdout. That was the one that I could not explain for weeks. I was like, I I can't figure this out. This is bizarre until I finally solved it. 
oh, this is all fits together, and this is what that was. So, you know, it, so that so there are certainly cases where parts of a mystery are very difficult to solve, but in the end, I've I've been able to solve them. I think that the the other real question is, you know, if someone says, well. Is there anything you think can't be explained by science? And I'm generally the position that pretty much everything can be explained through science um, if it's part of the natural world. Uh, same thing with right. ghosts. Uh, so, you know, I, I would say that of, of everything in the world, I would say maybe intuition. Uh, I think maybe intuition might be the closest to some sort of un, unusual paranormal. And I don't mean intuition in that some sort of ESP or sixth sense, but in a more psychological uh, realm. In which right. we're talking about something where we know something without knowing how we know it. We're, we're picking up cues from the environment. Right. Or, okay. or the feeling of somebody staring at you and then you turn around and somebody is staring at you. Right. Exactly. So, and then, then you sort of get into confirmation bias. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's a bad example. But Or thinking about somebody uh, really hard and, and then they call you on the phone. Uh, if it's not a coincidence, uh, there may be something there. Well, right. here's another question. This really kind of gets to the heart of why people with open minds uh, that, that really enjoy these paranormal subjects are, can get really bent out of shape at, uh, at the tone sometimes that the skeptical community uses. And Burns State wants to know if you think that skepticism can become too rabid as seen in the absolute relish it seems to take in mocking anyone who takes the UFO phenomenon seriously, including those who wish to apply science to the problem. And he gives the example of Philip Class persistently hounding and harassing uh, Dr. James McDonald. And he says, such activities appear to continue to this day in the sarcastic tone that your skeptical inquire applies to all things UFO in nature. Is this a healthy approach? And is it consistent with Truzy's foundational principles and his zetetic approach to unique phenomenon? Good question. Yeah, that is a good question. There's a, there's a little bit of a, a, a faulty premise there in that there is not a monolithic homogenous skeptical community. There just isn't. It, it just as there's not one monolithic homogenous paranormal community uh, or UFO believer community, whatever else. There's all sorts of different people. There are people who are you know hardcore believers that alien abduct, abductions are happening every second of every day. Other people who think that a lot of it's you know BS, but there are a couple of things that are true. They stick their belief on the you know Betty at Barney Hill's case or whatever else. And so it's a little bit of a fallacy to say that skeptics are X because <laughs> skeptics are not X. That you will always Always have individual skeptics within any community, just as you have individual believers, or you know, take your pick, any anything else. Engineers, take you know, lawyers. There are good lawyers and there are shyster lawyers. There are good doctors and there are shyster doctors. Uh, they're not all out, you know. Well, just, are you are you being an apologist for the ones that are too rabid, or are you saying that they're out of line? Uh, no, I'm I'm saying that they're out of line. I'm saying that. Okay, uh, good. Yeah, what what I'm saying is, class could really get out of line. Well, you really well, could. And, and I'll give an example. In one of my favorite books of all time is written by Carl Sagan, and he wrote a book called The Demon Haunted Demon. World. Yeah, it, it's a book. brilliant book. And I, I revere Carl Sagan. I met him briefly, and he was just a wonderful, generous man. And in that book, uh, if you read it, he actually calls out James Randi. Uh, another one of my heroes uh, who, you know, he has his faults. And in, in Carl Sagan's book, it says, you know, Randy can be abrasive. He can be rude. Uh, I don't remember the exact quote, but he, he says, look, you know, this, is, this isn't helpful. So I guess the, the real issue is that in any community, you're going to have people who are more open-minded about it and other people who are more debunking. And so you have people like – so, for example, you have Penn & Teller's show called 
well, BS. Um, that's the name of the show. And in that, in their show, uh, they, you know, they, they tackle all sorts of paranormal, you know, everything from UFO claims to the homeopathy, this, that, and the other. And their style is very different from mine. I, I, that's, that's their thing. That's, that's fine. Same thing with the South Park guys. Uh, they make fun of all sorts of things that I don't make fun of because I, part of the way that I personally do it is I have a, I have a background in psychology and, and I, I am very sympathetic to people who claim to have experiences. They, they, sit, they think they saw a ghost. They think they saw a lake monster, UFO, whatever else. And my assumption is not that they're lying to me. My assumption and my experience is that most people who claim to have these experiences are sincere. They're, they're not crazy. They're not stupid. They're not bad people. They truly had some experience they can't explain. And what I try to do as investigators is figure out what is that experience. If that experience truly is a ghost, if that experience truly is psychic powers or whatever else, that's great. Let's figure this out. Let's, let's, let's bring science to it. But if that experience is not actually a ghost or, or it's plausibly you know, explained by some other mundane phenomena, then we need to go with that. And so, so uh, I, I, I'm just basically trying to explain that, that yes, there, there certainly are skeptics who are nasty and brash and, and rude and, and don't know their stuff. And there's lots of believers that are nasty and brash and rude. And I don't <laughs> – I, I think know. there's a lot more of the, the, <laughs> the latter as opposed to the former. Um, let's do our break here, guys. The book is Mysterious New Mexico. Ben Radford joins us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. GCN. Proudly sponsored by UnseenNow.com. Find out how to stop Big Brother in his tracks at UnseenNow.com. This is GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. Hi, this is Steve Sanchez, and based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. While my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Results will vary from case to case. 
This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right, General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right, that's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy. So you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products, most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. This is Kurt Seventy, author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. Quick reminder, if you want to get a free copy of Secrets of the Mysterious Valley by Chris O'Brien, this is all you have to do. Go to theparacast.com, theparacast.com, sign up for our weekly newsletter so we get your email address. We're not going to send you anything but a newsletter. We're not going to send you all sorts of weird offers or stuff like that. And when you do, we'll email you a copy of Secrets of the Mysterious Valley by Chris O'Brien. Maybe take a day or two, but we'll sure do that. You know, speaking of skeptics, there's another site that I basically run on my server, but it's managed by Kurt Collins called JimMosley.com. It's a memorial site to the late Jim Mosley. And just this week, we got a very nice letter posted there from none other than James Randi who was sort of a friend of Jim's for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. So yeah. even the abrasive Mr. Randy was not so <laughs> abrasive. Now, a long time ago, back when I was doing a radio show in Vermont, I went down to New York and interviewed Randy on a couple of things, and he was pretty nice then, too. Obviously, well, he I, changed I hear that, thereafter. Uh, Randy has uh, t- retaken over the presidential uh, slot in his organization. Oh, he has. I thought he was yeah, kind of bowing and his, out. His former president, who, who was a sitting president, uh, is nowhere to be found. All references have been taken off about him, and there's some question of whether the foundation is uh, undergoing some financial troubles. 
Yeah, I, I honestly don't know anything about that. I've been I've been at DragonCon in Atlanta for the past yeah. five days. So I've been in conferences and trying to avoid getting <laughs> con crud, which is a sort of a nerd cold that you get from uh, being around sixty thousand people like that, and then in airports and stuff. So I I don't I honestly don't know anything about that. I I just got I no. came in late last night off the plane, so I'm well. Cool. I we're to make really sure happy I that you to... were able to join us. And uh, I have a question here from one of our longtime posters. He's just gone over the five thousand post markets. You Randall up in Calgary, Alberta. He By the way, we do not give gold watches for posting 5,000 messages. Uh-oh. I think we give them a rest cure. Yeah. <laughs> well, and his posts are real posts. They're not one line, one line or one word posts. He really does post. And he did post a question for you, Ben. Yeah. And that is, there seems to be certain factions on both sides of the ufology issue who suggest that building bridges between skeptics and ufologists is a bit of a pipe dream. Do you feel that the gap between ufology and skepticism is so great that the two will forever remain mutually exclusive? Or do you think there is a way to build bridges? And if so, where do we start? And he invites you to uh, join in further conversations on this vein uh, at forum.theparacast.com. He's uh, saying, come on aboard and uh, let's talk about it. So what do you think? Bridge building? Yeah, I mean – I I think that you know I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, this is you know as far as I'm and I'll, I'll just you know I I've been doing this for ten what no, fifteen sixteen years now whatever it is and and this is one of the points that I try to make when I talk to because you know I've I'll give you an example I was a couple years back I was talking at a Bigfoot conference in Pocatello Idaho I was there with Jeff Meldrum and a couple others and I was the token skeptic and you know that's fine whatever I you know most people there believed in Bigfoot or had experiences. I was the guy who was saying, look, you know, I think there's reasons to, to doubt Bigfoot. I'm addressing the audience of probably, you know, two, three hundred people. And I said, look, you know, I'm not the enemy here. You know, yes, I'm trying to bring a skeptical point of view to this. But I said, I'm not making fun of you. There's lots of people out there in the real world, you know, walking down the streets who think you guys are crazy. I said, I, I will take you seriously. I will look at your evidence. You have Bigfoot photos. You have Bigfoot evidence. I will look at it with an open mind. Um, and I said, you know, you need to understand that 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 building bridges to skepticism and to, to open-minded skeptics is for everyone's benefit. And so when I talk to Bigfoot believers, you know, when I, when I talk to the Bigfoot community and, and the ghost hunter community, and I write books like like Scientific Paranormal Investigation from a couple years ago, my goal is to bring good science and good critical thinking and skepticism to the investigation. It's not to quash and debunk it. It's not to, it's not to sort of say all this is too silly. No, it's exactly the opposite. It's saying these are fascinating subjects. Crystal skulls, UFOs, crop circles, you know, ghosts, all these things are really cool and interesting. You have, whatever. If you're going to reach for scientific credibility, then you have to use good science. You have to, and this is, this is the sort of thing that, uh, that I, I try to do with my work is not just sort of debunk and dismiss and, you know, be rude to people. I, I you know, I actually, this sort of, I'm touching back on the previous question, but, you know, among many skeptics and even many believers, I'm known as a pretty open-minded guy. I mean, there are more abrasive skeptics. I'm, I'm the guy who's like, yeah, I'll look at this. Let's, you know, let, let's, let's work this out. And so, you know, I would hope that, 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 you know, that in the future, there could be many more bridges between the skeptics and the believers. My concern is that a lot of times we're using different standards of evidence. Uh, you know, I've had people who will say to me, you know what, I saw a UFO and you can't talk me out of it. Where do I go with that? Who's, I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I'm just trying to understand what you saw. But, but if, if someone is going to come to me with that position that they know for a fact what they saw and it was a UFO and then – 
Who's being hostile here? I'm not being hostile. I'm just saying, you know, give me evidence. And there, so we're we're operating on different standards of evidence. So I think one of the one of the important platforms that you could use to build that bridge is trying to come to some consensus about what constitutes good constitutes, evidence. Yeah, exactly. You got to have that established before you can even begin to have a dialogue. Exactly. Especially with 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 a scientist. You sure. know, we, it's there's a lot of ignorance uh, in the uh, true believer uh, crowd out there. There's a lot of misperceptions, a lot of lazy intellectual uh, or lazy lack of intellectual uh, rigor. People like to get their uh, their all their facts from uh, you know History Channel or H two mm-hmm. or some of these really bizarre shows that are on. But you know, you mentioned you spoke at a Bigfoot conference. We have a couple of questions here that uh, wonder. Where you come down, uh, Vesby High Folk has been a poster at uh, forum.theparacast.com since 2010. He's up at the 1500 mark. And he wonders, is there any evidence for the existence of Bigfoot? And he says, with most chupas being found to be dogs with mange, can we write off the chupa as being a real creature? Let's look at Bigfoot first. I, the chupa question is, is pretty obvious if you've read Ben's uh, book. But uh, what about Bigfoot? Uh, do, do you think there's any evidence that that's out there uh, besides well, anecdotal? Yeah, I mean, and I've I've written about this before, and, and you know, my my position is not that Bigfoot cannot exist. I've had people say, "Oh, you know, I saw you on TV. You said Bigfoot does not exist." And I was like, "No, I have never said Bigfoot does not exist. You are incorrect." So I've seen them go, "Oh, you said ghosts don't." No, I've never said ghosts don't exist. That's not a scientific position. All you can say is that the evidence offered so far, in my experience and my research, is either that the evidence you know, supports the position that Bigfoot is likely out there or not. And in my experience and my research, uh, which has been going on for quite a while now, I don't see compelling scientific evidence that a group of Bigfoot – remember, we're not just talking about one creature. Same with Loch Ness Monster. You, you have to have a breeding population. A breeding po- so we're talking, by some estimates, six to 10,000 Bigfoot in North America alone. Six to 10,000 of them. And the fact is that at some point, you know, they should be hit by a car. They should die of natural causes. A hiker should find one. It's just it is so implausible that these populations of Bigfoot are out there, particularly North America, and simply not being found. And and I would say probably even actually earlier this year, uh, and I don't know, guys, you guys may have mentioned it in a previous show, but there was some very strong evidence from, uh, about the existence of Bigfoot done by Brian Sykes. He's an Oxford geneticist. And he did a study that came out, I think, about, about a month and a half ago. Yeah, it's and, pretty recent. Yeah, very recent. And he did a, a very good DNA testing, genetic testing of, of alleged Bigfoot and Yeti hairs throughout the world. And every single one of them came down to a known animal, somewhere elk, somewhere well, deer. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. He found the hair. One was... Uh, the hair of what he thought was an extinct form of polar bear that mm-hmm. hasn't been seen in the well, hasn't been in the Himalayas for thousands of years yet that's what the genetic uh, sample results were of a right. extinct polar bear. Well, and he, he identified it. This is the important part: is that it was identified as a polar bear. Yeah. So, so right. So, but that's that's my point: is that not a single one of these hundreds of samples turned out to be. And by the way, that was also in, in, in Nepal, if I'm not mistaken, the Himalayas. So this, yes. was not, this was not actually Bigfoot. The Bigfoot is specifically in North America. Uh, that would be a, a Yeti or an honesty. But, but yeah, but my, my point is that, is that you, know, you have pretty much ironclad genetics data that shows that case after case after case after case of what is believed or claimed to be Bigfoot hair turns out right, to be not. not. Yeah. You know and, what? And We're so, going to have a hairy time here. 
I'm sorry about that. <laughs> this is the episode of puns. Oh. That's terrible. Mysterious Ugh. New Mexico. No puns. Ben Radford joining Gene and Chris. You're in. The Paracast. Free from the shackles of corporate America. We're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Summertime is save big time at Herbal Healer Academy. Long-term customers know summer is the time to stock up at herbalhealer.com. And for new customers, welcome to the web's best place to save on vitamins, minerals, and more. Log on for summer specials, including all sizes of colloidal silver, colloidal minerals, and intestinal freedom on sale. Choose from Herbal Healer's great variety of weight loss products like apple cider vinegar, hoodia, and metabolic complex and pro-metabolic, all on sale now. Also, the anti-parasite intestinal freedom and wormwood plus complex, plus stevia liquid sweetener and the super enzymes, all on sale for summer at herbalhealer.com. As always, we offer certificate correspondence courses in natural medicine. Enjoy same-day shipping and free online newsletter. Log on now to herbalhealer.com and look for summer specials to save big with our nation's leader in supplying quality natural medicine and education. Since 1988, Herbal Healer Academy. September is National Preparedness Month, so make it a September to remember by getting your emergency food supply from the Freeze-Dry Guy. On sale this month, our 2014 Stew Butter and Potatoes Unit. You'll get one number 10 can each of high-quality Mountain House Chicken Stew, Vegetable Stew with Beef, Pilot Crackers, plus the highest-quality dehydrated ABC Stew, Butter and Potatoes for a total of 160 one-half cup servings. Retail value $161.41, but not this month. The Freeze-Dry Guy offers the 2014 Stew Butter and Potatoes Unit for only $123. 93 save over $37 plenty of protein veggies carbs for energy and tasty hearty storable food with a shelf life of over 25 years call 866-404-3663 free shipping to the lower 48 states click freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663 that's freezedryguy.com hurry the national preparedness month sale and september 30th from the freeze dry guy the finest freeze dried and dehydrated foods available anywhere for long-term storage If you need to say happy birthday, happy anniversary, thank you, or simply I'm thinking of you, ProFlowers.com is the key. ProFlowers has stunning bouquets, like the best-selling 100 blooms for $19.99. Plus, ProFlowers will include a glass vase for free. Sending someone a wonderful surprise of beautiful flowers sent fresh from the field is easy. Choose the bouquet you like, pick the delivery date, and each order is 100% guaranteed. 
Plus, all bouquets from Pro Flowers are guaranteed to last at least seven full days. Beautiful, fragrant flowers, picked fresh and sent to your loved one for lasting enjoyment. To get this incredible savings and send someone 100 gorgeous blooms with a free vase for $19.99, go to proflowers.com, click the blue microphone in the top right corner, and enter code PLOW. That's proflowers.com. Click the mic and enter code P-L-O-W. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I promise you no longer will I utter a single pun. There will be no puns. We, we accept triple and quadruple entendres. Very good. But, but not puns. If we can even say it. Chris, we have more questions in the till? Yeah, while we're on the cryptic... Uh, <laughs> crypto topic. This one comes from Oakenwolf, who's been a poster for about a year at forum.theparacast.com, where you too can ask questions of our wonderful guests. Today is Ben Radford in his book, Mysterious New Mexico, or it should say Demystifying the Land of Enchantment, I think. But um, while on this cryptic topic, Oakenwolf wants to know what you think about the Skinwalker Ranch and the creatures slash entities known to be residing there. I would quibble with that comment. <laughs> As would he, I. He puts in the uh, the little caveat, could a chupa be residing there? I don't think so, uh, Oakenwolf. But what do you think of this Skinwalker Ranch case? How familiar are you with uh, the Kelleher Knapp book, for instance, or uh, the NIDS work up there, the involvement of... Um, Jacques Vallée and uh, John Alexander and Hal Putoff actually was on the board of NIDS. Um, some oh. some pretty pretty mm-hmm. uh, high high powered names there. What, what do you think of that case? Uh, I'll be totally honest. I don't know that much about it. Uh, I have I've certainly seen references to, references to it. Um, I I think I have a file on it, but I you know I I don't know that much about it. It's, it's just not one of it's not one of the dozens and dozens of dozens of mysteries that I've actually investigated and solved. Yeah. So well, it's the only uh, one that's had a team of of really crack scientists uh, studying up close and personal the paranormal. I'm surprised you haven't looked into it. It's it's a, a really very very intriguing scenario up there. Oh, I, I'm sure it is. Uh, you know my the problem that I have is that uh, in addition to writing the books and the researches, I've got a day job. I'm do editing and, and that sort of thing and, and right. freelance writing. And so I, as you know, Chris, you know there's only so many hours in the day. There's only so many mysteries. No. I, I was oh well, why haven't you looked into this one case? Well, because I'm I'm one person. And I have to sleep. No, no. But, but you're what right. do you it mean is, you have to sleep? Just a minute here. Hold on. What do you yeah. mean you have to sleep? I, I would like to look into that, and uh, and when I do, I'll I'll definitely call Chris and uh, and we'll talk about it. Yeah, of course, you don't have to worry about waking up Chris. He never sleeps. Yeah, jeez, oh, okay. I, I had three that. hours of sleep last night. That's why I'm a little kind of raspy this uh, this morning. If I'm coming on too raspy, you let me know, Ben. Okay. People say I'm not raspy enough, so maybe they're gonna. <laughs> we do invite. Are they, are, you, do ben. you get requests for more raspiness? I find that odd. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> people think I roll over and and. And guests tickle my stomach or something. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're supposed to be the 60 minutes of the paranormal here. We, we you know, extraordinary claims uh, require at least some evidence. <laughs> right, right. And <laughs> <You know>? sleep. <laughs> Forget the extraordinary evidence. Uh, you know, sorry, Carl. Uh, no, we do require that people at least pony up something for us. Unless they're, they're 
just collecting stories and their folklorists and that sort of thing. And I've actually gotten in trouble for asking too probing of a question of a folklorist. So, hmm. you know, it, it, it runs both ways. Uh, sure. We don't want to scare uh, potential guests away, but we do want to ask tough questions. And, and that's why we are as popular as we are. I can say that. Gene, are we popular? Oh, we're popular. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we, you know, we don't have much time left. Out of the remaining topics in the book, we've got the mysterious staircase and on the, you know, the plaza of Santa Fe, the church there. We've got uh, several other things, the Ojo Caliente, uh, Mineral Hot Springs, and some of the things uh, around that. Where do you want to go right now uh, with some of the information in the book that we haven't uh, addressed yet? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess I'll just, you know, it might be good just to sort of give an overview uh, just on some of the other things that the, uh, there's a famous haunted theater here in Albuquerque, not, not, not Mm -hmm. too far from where I am. It's called the Chemo Theater. And it's, uh, it's the most famous haunted theater in New Mexico, if not the Southwest. And there's a whole fascinating story about a a young boy named Bobby Darnall who was killed. uh, And he actually was killed. I mean, that's part of the historical record. Uh, In 1952, people claim to the, to this day that, uh, that his, his ghost haunts the theater and people, uh, people who give productions there and plays there will leave donuts as sort of an appeasement for the ghost. And it was, a, it was a really interesting story just for me personally because it was so well known throughout Albuquerque, but nobody had actually solved the case until uh, my, my, myself and a, a co-investigator named Mike Smith uh, had, had done research on that. And so we ended up solving the case. It was a fascinating sort of collection of ghost stories and folklore and uh, and uh, and misinformation from ghost hunters and this and that. So there was that was a really fun story, and that was actually appeared as uh, in uh, 14 Times Magazine, if I'm not mistaken. So we've got nice. the, the uh, Chimayo, the Santa Fe Courthouse Ghost. Some of you may know the, the, that that case I investigated. It was actually on CNN. There's a, there's a Wikipedia page. I didn't make it, but there's a Wikipedia page on the, the Santa Fe Courthouse Ghost and explains uh, there was this mysterious ghostly figure in this surveillance camera in Santa Fe um, about, I think, about you know, eight, eight, nine years ago now. Uh, and I went and investigated it and solved that mystery. Uh, there's Loretto, Loretto Chapel's Miraculous Staircase. It's a, it's a double spiral staircase that, according to uh, some people, engineers and scientists say should not exist. It cannot exist. It's, it's, a, it's a structural impossibility. Uh, and there's a whole lore behind that about uh, how. Hey, you know, I got a little inside dope on this. Uh, oh, yeah? A friend of mine, his neighbor moved into, uh, bought the property next door. And he was cleaning out uh, an outbuilding, and he opened up a trunk and found the actual architectural designs for that staircase. Shh, don't tell anybody. No way, really? Yeah, really. That is so cool. Yeah. yeah. I got to find out more about that. Yeah, my Um, dad was a who's who architect, uh, and he went down there, and he was scratching his head. He said, man, whoever did this, they are very talented. Oh, absolutely, and, 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 and your, your dad was exactly right. Uh, it's just the, the question is, was it St. Joseph? Or was it someone else? And, no, uh, just some some dude that showed up and said, "Hey, I'll build you." Don't a staircase. ruin the mystery. So we got <laughs> oh, we got sorry. the miraculous staircase. We have a uh, I have a, a section on for cryptozoologists. I have a section on Thunderbirds, the giant, right, right, right. perhaps uh, dinosaur-like uh, pterodactyl uh, dinosaurs in the sky. A uh, investigation I did into a haunted bar uh, near, uh, actually nor- north of Las Cruces, New Mexico. Uh, Ojo Caliente's Healing Waters, Labyrinths. I have a whole chapter on 
uh, some of the miraculous stories about healing labyrinths. Right. Uh, La Llorona, uh, Santa Fe's haunted La Posada Hotel, which is one of the more famous haunted places in Santa Fe. And uh, Chapter 12 is sort of an outlier. It's about it's a true case of a, a serial killer. I had previously written about a serial killer for my book, Scientific Paranormal Investigation, but uh, there was a, a it actually made international news. It was uh, about five five years ago. There was a, a, a basically a boneyard that was found, and there was a serial killer at work here, uh, not too far from where I live, actually. And it's it's kind of an unsolved story, but I have I have some some of the uh, investigations behind it. So it's a, I'm I'm pretty happy with the collection of stuff. It's got it's got folklore. It's got ghosts. It's got uh, you know it's got some UFO stuff. It's got a Miracles, healings—it's sort of a nice collection, I think, of uh, of an uh, overview of 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 a uh, high strange weirdness in New Mexico, and and there's much more. Uh, you know, I mean, I could easily fill another two books, uh, and maybe someday I will. How long does it take you to write a book of this nature? Well, uh, it's, that's a good question. Uh, in this particular case, a few of the chapters are sort of expanded chapters of things I had done previously. And so, for example, I had previously written a little bit about the the Santa Fe Courthouse Ghost and about the Chemo Theater. And so, those chapters they weren't pre written, but the you know the bulk of it was already there. Overall, this book was actually finished about two years ago. Uh, it sort of sat on the shelf. It was being peer reviewed through UNM Press because it's an, ac- an academic press, and so they wanted it to be you know very scholarly and and you know and have the facts right, which is not something, as you know, happens to all books. Oh, yeah. In fact, a lot of books that purportedly are mainstream books don't get fact-checked anymore. The book is called Mysterious New Mexico. Benjamin Radford is the author. Ben, is there a place we can find you online if we need to get in touch with you? Well, I'm around and about. Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at BT Radford. Um, I am on Facebook at Ben Radford. Uh, you can find some of my work uh, at BenjaminRadford.com, and I also write for Discovery News uh, every now and then. So um, I'm around and about. Chris O'Brien's around and about at OurStrangePlanet.com, OurStrangePlanet.com. If you buy one of his books there, you get a print edition of Stalking the Herd. For example, he'll sign and number it. We're also giving away free copies of Secrets of the Mysterious Valley by Chris O'Brien. Just go to ThePowerCast.com, ThePowerCast.com. There's a big sign-up form for our newsletter there. You sign up, and in a day or two, we'll email you a copy of his book. How's that go? Of course, check out our forums at forum.theparacast.com, forum.theparacast.com. Ben Radford, thank you for joining us on The Paracast. Thanks for having me on. Always good to talk to you guys. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>